everybody, this is Terry Runnels, former WWE superstar, and you are listening to All Steak and No Sizzle, and you damn well better listen to it every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with my best man, Devin. Yeah. Ready or not. Already, y'all know, y'all know what's about to happen, man. It's Super Bowl weekend, baby. Yeah, y'all feel it? Y'all feel it? Y'all feel the energy, man? Don't that song make you wanna just run through a wall right now, man? Don't you wanna 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 bite a hole in the tree right now, man? That's what I'm talking about. Super Bowl, baby. Yeah, up. I'm pumped up. I'm ready, man. I'm ready. This is my favorite weekend of the year man it's super bowl weekend baby you know what i'm saying you got the the the, the nfl honors coming up you gonna get to announce all the hall of famers and stuff like that man the mvp awards gonna be given out you got the, the super bowl you got well you know i'm really not a big lady gaga fan but you got lady gaga performing at halftime man are you ready are y'all ready well i'm gonna get you ready turn that song back up a little bit man let's listen to a little bit more of that song yeah Ready or not, here I come, baby. You can't hide. I'm gonna find you. It's Super Bowl weekend. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Let's go. <sighs> Love this time of the year, y'all. Super Bowl weekend. I had to come to y'all with a special Super Bowl episode. I got my boy Seath on the show. Y'all heard him on the last episode. We was breaking down the Royal Rumble. Man, I'm I'm ready. I don't know about y'all, but. This is a national holiday to me, man. Super Bowl weekend is, man, one one of the best times of the year. I get pumped up for the Super Bowl. I get pumped up for the NCAA tournament. Michigan versus Ohio State weekend. Michigan, Michigan State weekend, man. But to me, man, this is the ultimate, man. Super Bowl weekend, baby. What about right now, huh? What about right now? Where's Ray Lewis at when you need him, man? Shit. Man, where my boy D Murph at, man? I know D Murph down there already. 
celebrating the Super Bowl weekend. He's down there in the mean streets. Q from the Critical Dub. I know you out there, man, getting your Super Bowl party on, man. Man, I wish I could have been down there, man. One of these days, I'm going to go to the Super Bowl, man. I'm going to go to the Super Bowl weekend, have some fun. <sighs> Let me calm down a little bit, man. Let me calm down just a little bit. Get into this intro. Like I said, this is a Super Bowl edition of All Steak, No Sizzle. An honest, no BS look at life, sports, and entertainment. This is going to be real sports heavy today, people. Man, on this episode, we're going to be talking about the 2016 season. We're going to, you know, you know, kind of review the season, break down what happened this year. We're going to jump real deep in, well, pause. We're going <laughs> to discuss a lot about Detroit Lions season this year and kind of what they did this year and what they're going to have to do next year, man. Me and my boy Seath, we have, uh, how can I put it? He's a little bit more optimistic than I am, but you'll, you'll see in the conversation. We also going to give our Super Bowl picks and our keys for both teams to uh, win the game. I don't know about y'all, man, but I'm really, really excited for this game, man. I think you got two great teams. You got Tom Brady, the, the GOAT, the guy looking to, to seal his legacy with a five as a five-time Super Bowl champion. The man, This is his seventh Super Bowl appearance, man. He's trying to get that fifth one. Become the uh, all-time leader quarterbacks in Super Bowl wins, man. You got the, the young guy, Matt Ryan, out here trying to lead Atlanta. ATL, man. Shout-out to the ATL, man. I got family down there. Shout-out to the ATL. I know y'all going crazy right now. Shout-out to the ATL, man. Shout-out to Matt Ryan for, you know, leading that team to the Super Bowl, man. You got the the, the grizzled veteran Tom Brady versus the young uh, up-and-comer and Matt Ryan, man. Matt Ryan – up for the MVP award. We'll uh, discuss that on this show. And uh, by the time you hear this, you'll probably find out whether he won it or not. We'll find out. But, man, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this game, man. You got two great offenses, man. Tom Brady, probably the best quarterback of all time. Matt Ryan had an MVP season. Um, just, just, oh, man, I'm, I'm just really looking forward to it, man. I'm going to just let y'all know right now, man. Let y'all know right now. I think the game starts at... Like seven something, seven o'clock on Sunday, man. Don't call me, all right. <laughs> Do not call me because I will be watching the Super Bowl and I'll be locked in until the game comes to an end, man. So let's go ahead and get ready to jump into this episode, man. Make sure y'all check out all the social medias, man. Oh, wait, wait, but before we before we do that, before we do that, got a quick announcement. You can now check out All Steak, No Sizzle on Stitcher and Google Play. So you don't just have to listen to it on SoundCloud. You still can. I appreciate all y'all that stuck with me on SoundCloud. But if you have Stitcher and Google Play and you want to listen to the show on those apps, go ahead. And I am working on iTunes right now. I'm waiting to hear back from them. Hopefully I you know, get a message from them sometime today. But soon, 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 working on iTunes right now. So you can check out the show on Stitcher, Google Play, and SoundCloud. So I'm really excited about that. Got to expand. You got to reach a wider audience, man. So I appreciate y'all that stuck it out with me, man, and spread the word. Let everybody know you can catch me out on those apps now. And you can also catch me on my social medias. You can catch me on Twitter at Devin the 6 3 That's D-E-V-I-N-T-H-E-6-3. 
You can also hit me up on Instagram. And I'm probably going to end up changing this. But for right now, it's all underscore steak underscore no underscore sizzle. It's all underscore steak underscore no underscore sizzle. That's on Instagram. You can also hit up the All Steak No Sizzle Facebook page. Just type in All Steak No Sizzle on your fa- on your Facebook uh, search bar, and it'll pop right up. And oh, that's the other thing. I don't know if y'all saw it, but if you go on the Facebook page, and I'm going to post it on Twitter too. Got a couple new logos for the show. Man, I'm doing big things right now. Man, have some time to to really uh, get some stuff done. Man, and doing some big things right now. So we've got new logos. New platforms to check out the show, man. Make sure you check me out, man. Also, still, if you want to email the show, you can do so at asnspodcast at gmail.com. You can email me questions, concerns. Uh, if you want to be on the show, hit me up. Hit me with your Super Bowl picks, man. Let, let me know on all social medias. Email me, tweet me, gram me, hit me up on Facebook. Or hit it up right here on the SoundCloud page or on Twitter, not Twitter, uh, Stitcher and Google Play. Let me know who you have as your picks for the Super Bowl. Man, looking forward to it, man. I'm looking, for, Man, I'm hyped up. And also, shout out to my boy Seath for coming through and helping me out with this episode. And Seath, man, this dude, he's pretty talented, man. I Like, it's funny when you know people, man, you don't really know all the talents that they have. My man Seath. Put together a, a pretty nice uh, Super Bowl hype video using the song that you heard on this intro, the Refugees uh, Ready or Not dubstep remix. It's a great video. Make sure you check it out. Like I said, link is going to be available. I'll tweet it out. I'll put it on the description of this show. And if you don't get a chance to do that, check out his YouTube page. Just type in Seath Johnson. That's S-E-A-T-H Johnson on YouTube. Dude's very, very talented. When you get a chance, watch some of his other videos. Make sure you watch the Trump Russia video. (laughs) I was watching it earlier today, man. I was cracking up. So check out my man Seath and uh, all his videos on YouTube. Like I said, it's S-E-H, S-E-A-T-H, excuse me, S-E-A-T-H Johnson. You can also hit him up on Twitter at Superman1278. That's Superman1278 on the Twitters. And uh, you can hit him up on Facebook, too. Just type in his name, S-E-A-T-H Johnson, Seath Johnson. You can hit him up on Facebook, Twitter, and check out his YouTube page, man. Like I said, you you don't really know how much talent people have around you, man. And, uh... Uh, yeah, yeah, but boy, see if he, he's really good at putting together videos. Make sure y'all watch the Super Bowl video, man. Check out the link in the description. And with all that being said, let's go ahead and jump into this here conversation, man. Let's turn that music back up.
and gentlemen, welcome to All Steak, No Sizzle, Honest, No BS, Look at Life, Sports, and Entertainment. I am your host, Devin McKenzie, and we are here with a special episode, uh, Super Bowl edition of All Steak, No Sizzle. And I say we because I have a returning guest. For those of you that listened to the last episode, you were introduced to a gentleman by the name of CF. <laughs> What up, though? As we say in the D, what's happening, people? This is your boy, Seif, a.k.a. Seif the Shaka, <laughs> Superman 1996. I like that, uh, that Seif the Shaka, man, but they use that. <laughs> <laughs> actually, you know, actually, my people gave me that name. It was, you know, you know, opposite Silk the Shaka and stuff like that. Right. So they just like Seif the Shaka. <laughs> man, that should be your fantasy football team, man. Hey, you know what? That's a good name. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm going to try that next time. Maybe I'll win. <laughs> <laughs> Not as long as I'm in the league, man. Yeah, I don't But know. that's neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, for those of you that listened to the last episode, we sat around and we talked about wrestling for two damn hours, man. I didn't, I I didn't believe that. Dude, I didn't realize it was that long, man. But, you know, you started getting that good conversation going, man. Hey, it just rolls like that. Especially you got your boy Ed on there. Shout out to Ed. Shout out to Ed. Why? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, we kind of talked about doing a Super Bowl episode, and here we are. We making this happen, so. Super Bowl is this weekend. I don't know about you, man, but to me, this is like a national holiday for me, man. Bruh, I'm telling you, man, I can't wait, yo. I don't care who plays this, but I'm always going to watch. Of course, man. Like, dude, I've been saying for years they need to make the, the day after the Super Bowl a day off. They've been talking about that. They was talking about extending the season or, like, pushing the season back so it would follow into it. I think it was just a holiday that somebody falls into. But like Martin Luther King? No, no, that would be pushing it back. We're pushing the forest, like, um, man, what's coming up? It was like a holiday. Columbus Day something, something like that. Like that. But, you know, like, everybody don't get it off, but at least some people get it off. Right. It's like one of them holidays. I wouldn't mind, you know, celebrating the life of Martin Luther King and watching football the same day, man. I wouldn't mind it at all. I wouldn't complain. Especially since it's that Monday. Exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't complain. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, before we jump into the Super Bowl, we'll we'll save our Super Bowl predictions and, you know, our keys to the Go game. Go Patriots. <clears throat> all right. <laughs> well, we'll save that for the end of the show. But, um, man, what, what did you think about the 2016 season as a whole, man? I mean, it, it's, it was filled of uh, a lot of injuries that really hurt a lot of the teams. I mean, yeah. I looked at Minnesota because I played Madden on PlayStation 4. Right. And what they did this year with, with PlayStation 4 is you can't play with whoever you want to. It used to be a time where, you know, you see the people hurt, you just automatically just re- reorder roster, and you start with play. Right. This year you couldn't do that. So basically, like they they got it set up so if like if someone's injured in real life, they injured they, on the game too. Damn. So that really sucks. So imagine a team like Minnesota where they were literally they were literally playing with like their third string everything, <laughs> dude. So uh, I did my my season prediction show, man, and I predicted the Minnesota Vikings to make the playoffs. Yeah, I would have. I would have seen that. If and, an injury didn't happen. Yeah, with that, with they had Teddy Bridgewater and and uh, Adrian Peterson, man. Mm-hmm. I, honestly, man, we'll we'll get into it a little bit more. But honestly, I felt like the Lions ended up taking their spot in the playoffs because I thought Minnesota was going to get that that last wild card spot. I can see that. I can see that. But uh, yeah, in, injuries definitely w- was a, a killer this year. Uh, Derek Carr, who's one of my a guy I've been watching for the last three years, I really like Derek Carr. Absolutely. That guy was having an MVP season and, Absolutely. He and got hurt right at the end of the year. The last game of all things. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was the second to last second game. Second to last game, yeah. Yeah, but you know, they they basically they 
locked up a playoff spot. They were getting ready to roll into the playoffs, and they, they lost their guy, man, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. ended up losing in the playoffs to the Houston Texans of all people. <laughs> exactly, of all so, people. Exactly. So, yeah, injuries – but injuries, you know, tend to play a role every single year, man. It's, but this year, man, it was just – everyone felt the injury bug. <laughs> I can't think of not one team – even the teams that made the Super Bowl, even even the Super Bowl New England Patriots lost to Robert Gronkowski to injuries and some other players to injuries. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But uh, I think one of the things for me, as far as like this season, I've probably watched the, the the fewest amount of football games this year than I have in my entire life, man. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I feel like the game has changed, but not for the better. I feel like things are it's, it's getting harder and harder to watch for me. Yeah, it is, especially with that um, injury going on with the uh, the. The CTE. The CTE, yeah, yeah. CTE thing. That's really hurting the sport because now people yeah. are taking that very serious, which it should have been in the first place. Right. But it doesn't help us as the watcher. Exactly. You know. I mean, and yeah, as bad as it sounds, man, like I used to watch football for the hard hits, man. And exactly. And then they're, now they're trying to limit that. It's almost like the same thing they did with hockey, man. They, they didn't want to take the fight out of hockey, man, but mm-hmm. I mean – Let's just be honest. Black folks don't watch a lot of hockey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you take the fight away from it, we definitely ain't going to watch it. We definitely ain't watching it. No, no. So, yeah, taking away the hits and uh, protecting uh, – the way they protect quarterbacks pisses me off to no end, man. Mm. It's like quarterbacks are players too. Mm-hmm. Like I understand that they're the franchise. You know, they're, they're the, you know, the faces of the organization. But right. at the same time, man, they suit up just like everybody else. Yes, they do. If your offensive lineman and your wide receiver, your running back got to get hit, he mm-hmm. got to get he got to take some hits too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess they try to limit the time you get hit because you don't want it to be uh, a freelance on there because they are the ones who scored the touchdowns. Everyone's come to see basically the people. You know, no one really will know the defensive end player of certain teams, but everyone knows the quarterbacks. Right. So you got to protect those guys. I mean, I, I'm not saying, you know, just let people go out there and take, you know, freelance uh, <laughs> macho man Randy Savage elbows to quarterbacks and nothing like that. But, right. but dude, it's like literally like you can't hit them below the – you can't hit them below the leg, I mean, below the knees. You can't mm-hmm. hit them above the shoulders. You got to hit them in like a certain uh, zone <laughs> in this area. And if you don't hit – if you hit them too hard there, they'll still throw a flag on you, man. So It's like that pitching – pitching, you know. Um, the strike zone. zone. Strike, yeah. There you go. Yeah, strike pretty zone. much, yeah. Man, and – I, I, honestly, I saw this coming a long time ago, man. It was a game between the Tennessee Titans and the New York Giants. I want to say this was like 2009, 2010. Okay. And the reason why I remember it because it was Vince Young and this guy I really like that I wanted the Lions to draft. That was a defensive man with the uh, Giants named Matthias Kiwanuka. Mm, Dude was yeah, a beast. He was, he was a monster, yes. So Vince Young, basically production broke down for the Titans. Vince Young was dead to rights. Mm-hmm. Matthias Kiwanuka had this dude. Mm-hmm. So what did Matthias Kiwanuka do? Mm. He went up and he grabbed him and he hugged him because right. he didn't want to blast him because he thought he'd get a penalty for it. And he didn't want to slam him to the ground because he'd get a penalty for that. Mm-hmm. So he just hugged him, right? Mm-hmm. And then he let him go. The referee didn't blow the whistle. Uh... So Vesh Young rolled out and threw like a 60-yard mm-hmm. bomb down the field and got like a first down. And like everybody was all on Matthias like, why didn't you take him down? It's like, dude. If I slam this dude, I'm getting a penalty. I saw that this year. 
You did? Or, or, or I didn't see it this year because it was these Lions. Uh, I think they uh, slammed the quarterback and it was like, ah, nope, that's reffing the passer. Exactly. It was a playoff. I think it was a playoff game too. And it, but it's like, what do you what do you tell a defensive player to do at that point? Exactly. I mean, he he sat there and hugged him and held the guys like, dude, you're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And then he let him go. The referee should have blew the whistle, but yeah. he didn't. Yeah, that's that's stop with the play right there. Right. He ain't but, going nowhere. And it's like I, I feel bad for defense. I like defense, man. So like, okay. with de- defensive players can't play defensively. <laughs> can't do their thing if you came up with these rules and stuff. Exactly. And another thing I, I don't like is I feel like the referees are getting worse, man. I mean, it's just bad. <laughs> I, I know all Lions fans love hearing that, but <laughs> oh, don't you know it? <laughs> but yeah, I think referees are, are getting worse, man. Uh, yeah, they are. I mean, I've seen plays where, um, like the New York Giants game against Detroit Lions, Odell Beckham, the ball literally bounced on the ground, and then he caught the ball, and the referee said, "Catch!" Right? Who does that? I mean, granted, coach should have challenged the play, right? And we would have got that – obviously would have got that challenge. But that shouldn't even be an option to even say a challenge. The ball bounced on the ground, then he caught the ball. What were you looking at? Were you looking at a cheerleader or something? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I agree, man. And we'll we'll jump into the Lions a little bit too, man. But, yeah, he, he definitely should have challenged that play. But let's, let's talk about plays this year that, that stuck out to you. What were some of the great plays that you remember from this season? Oh, my goodness. Uh Anything with Odell catching the ball as crazy as he always do, but he had that many crazy plays. And I think about it, but um, Zeke the Freak, I'm telling you, that that man is a monster. When he runs, he runs. I couldn't stand him in Ohio State because I'm a Michigan <laughs> fan. Go U of M, Jim Harbaugh, holla at your boy. But um, since he's in the NFL, I can appreciate what he's done. You know what, man? And it, I'm a big fantasy guy, man. And I remember hearing. Everybody talk about Zeke Elliott is going to be one of the top fantasy players. I'm like, as a rookie? I mean, exactly. like, like, he's good, man. But as a rookie, like, I don't know, man. And then he has he has a great offensive line. Mm-hmm. Half of that offensive line is players that I wanted the Lions to draft, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but uh, great offensive line, mm-hmm. a, a good coordinator that, that runs the ball. Right. And, no, hindsight being twenty twenty, yeah, I should have believed it. It's just that I didn't think a rookie running back would be able to stand up this long. Mm-hmm. But man, that dude made it the whole season pretty much injury free, man. Exactly, and then they, because they depended on him so much to run, you would think he would have been one of the ones that got hurt. And he, yeah, start start wearing down at the end of the year. Exactly. Yeah. Now, when you heard this, was this before Tony Romo got hurt, or this after Tony Romo got hurt? Oh, this was this was well before Tony Romo got hurt. This was like back in maybe like. After the draft, they were talking about Zeke Elliott is going to be a beast in that okay, offense. Okay, because I could see if it was when Tony Romo got hurt because you would know if there's no Tony Romo, they want to run. I was going to run a lot. And then right. you would just think the defense would just set up in a um, box eight and then stop the run. But that didn't happen this year <laughs> <laughs> at all. Yeah, none of that happened, man. No. This is no stopping that dude, man. No, it's no stopping that dude. Man, for me, like one of the, the big plays that, that stood out to me is <laughs> – and once again, Lions fans aren't going to be happy about oh, this. Lord. But that catch my man Paul Richardson made in the end zone in the playoff game against Seattle. Uh, like, dude, 
I he he made a catch like in between the defender's legs. Now, mind you, he was he face master shit. Almost, you talking about the face mask, Are you? Yeah, he face master shit of that. Oh, okay. As long as we got that taken care of. Yeah, he, he yeah he face master shit out of him. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, with his left hand, he like reached down, like played with the defender's balls for a second, <laughs> and then caught the football, <laughs> man. It, all in like one swift motion, man. It was amazing, yeah. man. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, you know. It seems like all the good stuff happens to the Lions. You know, you think about Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, Aaron, excuse me, Aaron effing Rodgers, what he do to the Lions. <laughs> you just shake your head and stuff. What he did to him that, that last game of the season was just unbelievable. Right. However, what he did against, um, um, who was it, um, the playoff, Dallas. Oh, that, 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 that sideline pass. Exactly. To, uh, that was just Cook. unbelievable. I never saw that coming. I didn't think that was going to happen. You know, it, it, it's funny if, uh, like, I did a midseason uh, – Review episode, mm-hmm. and I, I went back and listened to it today or last night. And <laughs> at that time, like Green Bay was still struggling a little bit. Detroit and uh, Minnesota were like battling for the number one spot. I think that, I think that Minnesota um, Lions Thanksgiving game was coming up. Okay, and it was basically for the number one spot in the division. And mm-hmm. I remember then I'm like, dude, I'm not doubting Aaron Rodgers, man. Mm-hmm. Like that dude's going to make a comeback, man. Mm-hmm. And, Sure enough, he did. I still thought they would win the division. Still got nightmares about that too. <laughs> <laughs> See, man. Yeah, let's let's just go ahead and jump into the Lions, man. Uh, let's let's go ahead and jump into it. We'll 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 give our MVP uh, votes after we talk about the Lions. But okay. Um. So, what were your thoughts on the season as a whole, the Lions season? Let me tell you this. When I saw the season coming down, I said, at best. They'll win six games at best. That's what I was thinking. Because, yeah. I mean, Calvin just left us. Our defense is depleted. We don't know if uh, Levy was going to play a game right? and stuff like that. And he was hoping that, you know, the, the ones we got, Ziggy and um, the corner. Um, Darius Slay. Darius Slay. He was hoping those two would do something, but you didn't know how well it was going to be because that's all we got. That's all we was thinking. Right. So they, they win their first game. Okay. Yeah. Everything was all okay. It was close, but okay. They lose three straight. They're like, well, there it is. Mm-hmm. They're the same old Lions, SOL, as they always say. <laughs> and then something miraculous happened. They just started winning game after game, started coming back. Down this, Matt Prater is my MVP for Detroit Lions. And um, Matt Stafford, uh, I will say, because what they did with that team, there's no running back on, no number one running back on the team. At all. Okay. Okay. The best we have is Abdullah. Now, I say he's he's one, maybe two type of person, but that's all we have. But then he gets hurt. Yeah, he got hurt like what, the first, second game of the preseason, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So we get hurt and we roll with the other guys that's running back. Or, um, Theo Reddick. Theo Reddick, my man. Then he gets hurt. Hard. I mean, this, this hurt us big because it was during the end of the season when he got hurt. Right. That really hurt. Because now we had to depend on another running back that they didn't even get no PT. Really. Uh, was it Zach? Talk about Zach Zinner and uh, yeah. my man Washington, too. Uh, exactly. Dwayne Washington. And what the receivers did this year, I was really very impressed. I'm thinking, like, you got no Calvin. There's nothing y'all going to do. Right. There's no really no number one. I love our receivers, but there's really no number one receiver that everyone says, hey, be careful of blah, blah, blah. Be careful of that guy or that guy. Right. But as a complete t- um, team, they did a great job as receivers, the best they could is right. what, what we had. So, 
they get to the playoffs. I'm thinking, okay. At first, they lost the last, was it four games? Last three. Three games of yeah. this season. I was like, oh, boy, I'm, we're done. Then we get to the last game with Green Bay and we lose that. So, But we still made the playoffs. I was like, oh, yeah, we still got a shot. Then they get to Minnesota, they get to Seattle, and then they lose to Seattle. That's, that hurt. So it was like low, high, low right? for us, for us real fans. What do you think? I know you don't think nothing because you don't even care for the Lions. And you haven't you haven't known me that long, right? Mm-hmm. So I I have a, a serious love hate relationship with this team. Mm-hmm. I've been following this, this team since I was a kid, and I've I've seen this before. To me, basically, what they're doing now is the same thing they were doing in the, in the '90s when they had Barry Sanders. They, mm-hmm. you know. Go to the playoffs, don't win a division, but you know, go to the playoffs as a wild card team. The next year they suck. The year after that they go to the playoffs as a wild card team, then they suck. So it's that it's that vicious cycle over again. Mm-hmm. So basically, what I what I see is is that <laughs> the sad thing is the '90s was probably the highlight of the Lions organization in the modern era of football. If you want to yeah. talk about the, the Super Bowl era, the yeah. '90s was the highlight of the Lions. Uh, History. What you say? Because we used to talk about that all the time. Like, oh my goodness, the Lions are so bad. The Lions are so bad and stuff like that. But that's part of history. Like you saying that's the history? Yeah. The ni- the '90s was like the highlight, mm-hmm. and then we brought Matt Millen in, mm. and things got so bad that we just wanted the '90s back. Mm. But no, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want the '90s back. I want to. I want to see this team actually do something. Mm-hmm. I want to see them win a win a division. I want a home playoff game. I've lowered my standards so much for this team. Mm. To me, Super Bowl is out of the question. <laughs> that shit is not fucking happening. <laughs> I gave up on that dream years ago. Uh-huh. Like I, <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to save money up because I wanted to have a ticket to go to the Super Bowl when the Lions made it. Mm-hmm. I realized that shit wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. So I, instead, of, instead, I took that money and I put it in, a, in my account. I got money set aside mm-hmm. for a Lions home playoff game. And two of the past three years. Mm. No, 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 no. Three of the last four years, they came really, really close to winning that division mm-hmm. and having that home playoff game. The yeah. last year with Jim Schwartz, they were, I think they were up like 6-3 in the division. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Jay Cutler got hurt. Oh, yeah, I The division that. was right there for Right us. there for the taking. Lions lose basically every game after that and mm-hmm. don't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The next year, um, Jim Caldwell's first year. All right. The, the, it was a – 11 and 5 is a good year. Okay. <laughs> 11 and 5 is a good year. It is. But I saw through this team. Mm-hmm. They, they was doing that shit with smoke and mirrors, man. Because they still beating teams that weren't in the playoffs. They weren't beating teams in the playoffs. And then remember, I want you to think back to that New Orleans Saints game and the Atlanta Falcons game in London. Shit, it was just fluke. Like bad coaching on the other side that basically we were gifted games. Now, I'm not saying you, you give those games back. Hey, mm-hmm. if, if a team's going to give you a win, you take, you take it. it. <laughs> but I just didn't see this team being as good as their record was. So everybody was like, Devin, you crazy, man. We we 11-5, man. We're going to – like, okay, if, they, if they're that good, win that division. Go beat Green Bay the last game of, of the year. Well, if you're that good, do it. Well. Choke. <laughs> then the next year, Stafford gets benched, man. I was at that game. You was at that game? Against the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, wow. I like I like the Cardinals, man. So <laughs> whenever I go to a Lions game, I tend to want to see teams that come into town that I actually like. Mm-hmm. And the Cardinals was one of those games. Dude, I right. ended up leaving that like at like the third quarter. Or whenever Stafford got benched, that's when I left. Because mm-hmm. the game was so bad. Mm-hmm. It, 
they benched Matt Stafford at that point. And then the second half of the year, when the schedule got easy, they start rattling off wins. So everybody started getting hope again. I'm like, dude, it's not what you think it is. Like, mm-hmm. yes, the, they are an av- at best an average football team because mm-hmm. they beat teams that they beat bad teams, but if anybody good, they don't do it. And it's the same thing this season. Now, as the season was going on, people thought the Eagles were good and they beat them. Mm-hmm. But as the season went on a little bit further, we realized the Eagles weren't as good as we thought they were. weren't as good as we thought they were. I guess they had nothing to do with injuries, though, right? They didn't get the injury bug like that. Who the Eagles? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I, I, I can't tell you who got hurt, but I'm pretty sure somebody got hurt. No one, no one did not get the injury bug this year. <laughs> but see, but that's the thing. Like everybody has injuries. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, if everybody's getting has players that get injured, how you respond to that lets me know how good of a team you are. Mm-hmm. Like Patriots, they didn't have Tom Brady the first four games of the year, and Gronk was banged up most of the year. Mm-hmm. But they still finished the year fourteen and two yeah. in the Super Bowl right now. Mm-hmm. They was only defeated until Tom Brady got back too. They lost one game. They did. Yeah, it was it was three and it was three and one. But shit, that their starting quarterback got hurt, uh, Garoppolo. Yeah, and then that that uh, that black dude uh, Brissett came in. Mm-hmm. But some, his name. But somehow they they figured out a way to win, mm-hmm. and like that. I, I don't. I'm tired of excuses with. The Lions. It's always excuses. The referee screwed us. We were injured. Um, oh. <laughs> but when you get screwed like that, the way they do it's like, okay, I take, take for instance that um, two years ago, was this years ago, uh, last year with the Seattle game, the guy literally pushes the ball out of bounds and they get the ball right back to Seattle, even though it's supposed to be a touchback to Detroit Lions ball. How did that happen, though? Because they didn't know the rules. No, 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 no. What, what, oh, what, because, what happened on that play? Oh, because the ball got hit out of Calvin Johnson's hand? Yeah, Calvin Johnson fumbled a game-winning touchdown. He got hit out of his hand. Well, fumbled the same thing. Okay, whatever. So, no, everybody wants to talk about the fact that cause nobody knew that was a rule. I didn't know that was a fucking well, rule. Well, see, the thing but is. here's the thing. Mm. But no, here's the thing. No one wanted to talk about the fact that Calvin Johnson fumbled on the one-yard line where he had a potential game-winning touchdown. I mean, you act like he just gave up the ball. Like, he just said, hey, he got hit, the ball got hit out of his hand. That happens. Right, but Calvin Johnson is supposed to be your best player. Mm-hmm. And your best player is supposed to come up in clutch situations. Your best player needs to hold on to the ball and score that touchdown. Mm-hmm. What's up, happens? It's, I mean, things happen. It's, I can see if it, if it happened like that and then uh, nothing happened and they got the ball, um, Seattle ball back or whatever. But they cheated them out of the, getting the ball back. They're supposed to get another shot at that. Now, had that been a team like, I don't know, that was Des Brand or something like that for the Dallas Cowboys. I'm pretty sure they would have knew the rules then. Right. But all of a sudden, oh, we don't know the rules, but you're the referees. You're supposed to know these rules. Well, but here's the thing. I remember seeing that. I remember the play. There was no Lions anywhere around there. It was that defender. The defender could have easily picked up the ball and took a knee, and we wouldn't even been talking about this. Right. What he did was he just slapped the ball out of bounds because mm-hmm. he was thinking it was the same thing like a onside kick. If you mm-hmm. slap the ball out of bounds, the play is over. Right. So they had to win. Mm-hmm. If he had just easily picked up the ball and took a knee, we wouldn't even be talking about this. And, right. and then we were talking about Calvin Johnson fumbled on the one-yard line right. on a game-winning touchdown. Mm-hmm. So I don't care about that play because at the end of the day, we were looking for an excuse for the referees to bail us out from Calvin Johnson fumbling the ball on the one-yard line. Uh-huh. 
that's that. Those are the things that I look at. Mm-hmm. You can't control what the referees do, but you can't control <laughs> Calvin Johnson fumbling on the one yard. Uh, that happens. But, but look, then here's the thing. Okay, let's say let's just talk about that that play, mm-hmm. uh, the, the fumble, or him knocking the ball out of bounds. People were pissed off about it. Mm-hmm. What did Jim Caldwell do? He knew it was really good, probably. Well, I'm just saying the referees aren't they supposed to be the ones. They're referees for a reason. They're supposed to know the rules, right? Yeah. So you can't tell me, oh, I didn't know it was a rule. I mean, someone need to know something. Okay. If that was I ain't gonna keep using the Patriots because the Patriots are just that damn good. Okay. If that was if that was the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, that was Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. And his team and he felt like his team got screwed over. What do you think Mike Tomlin's gonna do? Well, he's probably gonna complain and stuff and blah blah blah. Mike Tomlin's gonna go on ESPN and say, Fuck you, find me <laughs> if you have to. Y'all motherfuckers screwed us out of a game. All right. The owner is gonna say some shit. The general manager is gonna say shit. What mm-hmm. happens with the Lions? Nothing. Now you're starting to see what we're uh, I got an argument for that one. <laughs> like if, if you're if this keeps happening to your team, mm-hmm. if your team continuously gets screwed over, mm-hmm. why aren't you saying anything about it? Take the fine. Yeah, they're going to find you for for complaining, but take mm-hmm. it. Because if you s- let them know that you're tired of that shit happening, mm-hmm. eventually they'll stop doing it. But for some reason, Jim Caldwell always wants to take the high road. The The owners don't want to do this. They don't want to say shit. The general managers don't want to say shit. Eventually, you have to stand up for yourself. Phil, Phil Jack, not Phil Jackson, Larry Brown, one of the great things that he used to do all the time mm-hmm. is he would get take technical fouls. He would complain to the referee and take technical fouls. But the reason why he would do it is because he would let the referees know is that you're fucking up mm-hmm. and I'm not going to take it anymore. And eventually the calls would balance out. Mm-hmm. Caldwell doesn't do that. Eventually, well, eventually you got to step up, stand up for your player. Well, in the words of great Michelle Obama, when they go low, we go high. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, that's 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 one of my complaints with Caldwell, man. Mm-hmm. Stand up for your players. If you're continuously getting screwed over like that, stand up for your players, man. That's 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 it what is, your coach is there for. It is in a nutshell. I, I do. I would say that. I mean, you know, I like Caldwell, but I'm like crazy about Caldwell. So, and there's, I mean, it's always gonna be some things you like about a person, and things you're not gonna like about a person. Right. I'm pretty sure things that people like that um, the players in New England like about their coach, and some things they probably don't even like about their coach. Right. So, that is the thing he I hope that he either works on or does or something. That's something he does need to do. Players need to know you have their back. They don't want to complain, and they're they're thinking if I'm saying that something, you're not saying anything. Well then, we're just gonna let it keep happening. <laughs> it's gonna keep happening because, and I'll, I'll admit, I'm, I'm a person I don't like to blame the referees for stuff, but stuff does happen to the Detroit Lions, man. Mm, I like, so. Let's talk about the uh, the playoff game too. Was it two years ago? Talking about the Dallas. Dallas. I was just thinking that home cooking, dude. <laughs> hey, and I admit, the Lions got screwed on that pass interference. They got screwed. Thank you. So finally, finally. But it's <laughs> always a but. I'm a man that's all about personal accountability, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I said this to you when we watched uh, the game this year. Like, if I say to you, if I give you a situation where the Detroit Lions are up by four points, oh, with eight minutes to go, and Matt Stafford has the ball, mm-hmm. would you take that? Yeah, so we'll take it. Here we go again with this. You were up by eight points. Up by eight points. No, no, I'm sorry. You were up by four points with like eight minutes to go. All right. After that penalty, mm-hmm. Matt Stafford got the ball twice in in that eight minutes. Mm-hmm. 
if Matt Stafford is that guy, mm-hmm. he should be able to, if not maintain that lead, he should be able to uh, get the lead back once Dallas scored on him. Well, I do recall um, Matt Stafford is the quarterback. He's not the receiver. He's just throwing the ball. He's not catching the ball. Am I right? That's true. So that's true. Yeah, that's true. He can't catch and throw. I mean, it would be nice. Would be nice. <laughs> I think Mike Vick probably the only person I know that probably could do that. <laughs> but um, he is throwing the ball to receivers that they just didn't come up with the ball. They didn't hold the ball or something happened. I oh, don't know. Or Matt Stafford completely misses the passes and missing easy dump down passes or making bad decisions. That, that, could, that could happen too. You know, stuff happens. You know, so that was a real tense game. Especially when you see yourself get screwed the way they did, and then you still got to compete, and you're away, you're not home, or something like that. So if you were home, that happened, I think your chances would be better. But when you're away in Dallas, too, when you already know that's the Americans, how about them Cowboys teams? <laughs> like, that's America's favorite team. So right. you already got that behind you. And then how they let. Tony Romo scored. I mean, it seemed like it was like eight plays. They gave Tony Romo eight plays to score that goal line because they called a holding, some crazy holding penalty against Detroit Lions when there was no holding. Right. And they gave Dallas every opportunity to score a touchdown. Then they eventually they did score. I just don't like excuses. I'm, I'm tired of excuses, man. Mm-hmm. I've made excuses for this team way too long. Eventually, it's just got to be like, fuck it. I'm going to do it myself. <laughs> Where, I'm, I'm serious, man. Like, where's, where, where's, where's that Aaron Rodgers mentality with Matt Stafford, man? And let's go ahead and jump into your boy Stafford for a little bit, man. Okay. Like, where I don't see that mentality with him against good teams. Like, he'll do it against the Cleveland Browns. Oh, yeah, he'll do it against you know Tennessee Titans and shit. Yeah. But when it comes to the like shit, the last four games of the year, Giants playoff team, Cowboys playoff team, uh, Packers playoff team. Seattle, well, obviously a playoff team because yeah. in the playoffs, but the dude, Green Bay. The dude, the dude came up short, man, especially in the second half. Well, I'll say this about Detroit Lions. This is why I wasn't expecting Detroit Lions to do. Every game they played, with the exception of the New York Giants and the – who else is blown out? The Cowboys. Yeah, the Cowboys. With the exception of those two games, every game was close. By three or seven points. Um, close only counts in horseshoes and grenades, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> so I'm saying, I, I, I really appreciate the defense doing what they're doing to try to help him out. But anyway, no, seriously. Um, see, to me, this is what every quarterback has their things. Some quarterbacks don't need a running back. Some quarterbacks don't even need a great receiver. Mm-hmm. Matt Stafford, to me, is one of those that he needs a running back. I've said this many times to my friends. He needs a running back. If you don't have no running back, then he won't be able to get to the ball. He won't – I mean, because I say the the running the run game sets up the pass. And right. if he has a running back and he can do that, he can, distribute, he can distribute the ball the way he wants to. There's no running back, then we got an issue. So, okay. I've, I've had conversations with a lot of people about this because <laughs> when you talk negatively about the Lions, people come at you. So, I've, right, had, right. I've had plenty of conversations about this. So, <laughs> this year I've heard – the Lions need they need an offensive line to protect them. Mm-hmm. So I've heard that they need to get some more receivers. He needs a tight end, and he's need a running back, right? Mm-hmm. That's basically everybody on the offense not named Matt Stafford is basically <laughs> what they're saying he needs. 
So I, I got into a debate with my boy uh, Dion. He was saying, well, they need to get him an offensive line. I'm like, dude, do you realize they've used either a first and or a third round pick on an offensive lineman each of the last five years? Mm-hmm. That line, they, they're, they're investing in the offensive line. Mm-hmm. He had he had Calvin Johnson and Golden Tate. To me, one of the best one two punches. Calvin's mm-hmm. gone, mm-hmm. I, and I felt this. I felt this year. I felt Stafford had the best wide receiving core he's had in his whole career. Absolutely. And like people didn't know what the hell I was saying by that, but I'm like, dude, I felt for years they needed to trade Calvin Johnson mm-hmm. because I felt Calvin Johnson being there was holding Stafford back. That was his crutch. Yeah. Whenever the play breaks down. Throw to Calvin Johnson, whether mm-hmm. he's in double, triple, quadruple <laughs> coverage. I literally saw this man throw the ball when he had four people covering him. But then he catch it. Calvin Johnson's a bad motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't you can't rely on that when you have checkdowns to go to. Mm-hmm. So I felt like this year Stafford was forced to use his checkdowns. And I'll say this: as far as decision making, I felt like this was the best season. Matt Stafford has had. Okay. I felt like he he definitely used his receivers the way they were supposed to. He dumped it down to, to Theo Riddick in the flats, and Theo had a good year until he got hurt. Mm. Uh, Matt Jones was supposed to be the deep threat. He did a pretty good job. Mm. Like, he kind of fought – he kind of like, you know, tailed off towards the end of the year, but he did a good job. Mm. Anquan Bowden, I thought he was washed up. Bowden had a good year. Yeah, he did. Golden Tate, you know, he struggled a little bit in the beginning of the year, but once he kind of got, you know, the flow of the offense – he had a good year. Mm-hmm. I hate Eric Ebron, and I still hate Eric Ebron, but he had a decent year. He's better than Pettigrew was. Yeah. So, I felt like Stafford, as far as his receivers, were good. And like mm-hmm. you said, with the running game, yeah. If, I build, if I'm building a football team, okay, mm-hmm. the first thing I'm building is my defense. Right. Basically, look at Seattle. That's how I'm building my team. I'm building a defense, I'm building an offensive line, and I'm getting a running back that I can depend on. And then I'll find a quarterback that can come in and not make mistakes. They're mm. ba- they're, and they're basically turning Matt Stafford into a game manager right now. Mm. Like if you look at his numbers, his numbers, his passing attempts have gone down since Caldwell came over, which is smart. But eventually, it can't just be you need this, you need this, you need this. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers didn't have a running back this year at all. Literally, yeah. <laughs> He he lost. He kept losing receivers this year too. Mm. I can't even tell you who the tight end on that team. <laughs> no Cook. <laughs> Cook was, uh, James, uh, was it Thomas or James Cook. I thought they had cut Cook <laughs> until I saw him mm-hmm. ca- catch that t- that uh that sideline pass oh, in the playoff. Cook game. was a monster in St. Louis, so they better not have cut. If they did, Lance did go pick that boy up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was just hurt. But it's like eventually. It has to it has to fall on Matt Stafford because they've changed everything else. Mm-hmm. Stafford's been here for eight years, man. Eventually, you gotta start asking. Maybe it's him. And then you look at the the four four games lost in a row. Who was the most? Who one person that wasn't there? Um, four games. Who was that one person that wasn't there? Theo Riddick. Theo Riddick. Who was the what? The running back. So he has no running back, right? And it did, you know what the funny thing was it seemed like at one point Zinner it was like a half halftime halftime show because I mean first half show because it seemed like they were rum in the first half and the second half like all right we're gonna see you for the next game. Don't worry about it. Go sit down. And, and like, what? And, uh, <laughs> and and that's gonna be my next point. That af- eventually it comes down to your coaching. Mm-hmm. Cause like I was saying before, with with uh, Green Bay, they, they literally had a a wide receiver play at running back most of the year because 
they couldn't keep any of their guys healthy. Mm-hmm. And eventually they started planning and scheming around the fact that they didn't have a running back. Mm-hmm. The Lions, like you said, like especially that Dallas game, that one, that's the one that sticks out the most because Zinner mm-hmm. was balling out that first half. Exactly. All of a sudden, the second half, I think Zinner touched the ball only two times after that, and they kept going with Washington after that. Mm-hmm. And then they they completely abandoned the run altogether. And that was a close game before that, too. Yeah, it was. I think, were they leading or was it tied at halftime? Might have been. It was either. I know it was some points was somewhere in there. But it was it was close. So it was close calf. Yeah. And that goes back to the coaching. This this team does a terrible job coming out of halftime. Other team makes adjustments, and for some reason, Caldwell and his staff can't adjust. I forgot. It was a player that said something about that too. He was like, because he was talking about Detroit Lions. He said, "We don't make no halftime adjustments. We just do." I forgot what he said though. Was it a Valenia Foster? Huh? Was it a Valenia Foster? It might have been. You might be talking about TJ Lane from the uh the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Yeah, he I'm hoping he comes to the Lions next year, man. That would be nice. He, he's from the, the Detroit area, but mm-hmm. yeah, man, it's like for some reason the I don't know if the Lions are making adjustments or mm-hmm. they just don't know how uh, other teams are making adjustments and they don't know how, but it seems like whenever they come out in the second half, they come out flat, nothing works, and the other team comes uh, blasting on them. Yeah, it seemed like uh, Caldwell was playing with a Madden playbook and only using the three plays they give you or something. <laughs> no shade on you, Caldwell, in this case you listen to the show. No, no shade on you, Caldwell. You're my man. I mean, I got all shade, man. I want you gone, man. <laughs> you want the winningest coach besides um, – oh, what is his name? Wayne Fonts. Wayne Fonts. You want the winningest coach besides Wayne Fonts to leave? Let me ask you a question, man. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Okay, maybe I shouldn't say that. That's not politically correct. <laughs> <laughs> That's like saying uh, Jim Caldwell is the prettiest ugly girl, man. Okay. This team had, yeah, he's the winningest coach in Lions history because we ain't got no history, man. Mm. Our history sucks. That's mm. why everybody be talking to Matt Stafford. Like, oh, he's the greatest uh, quarterback in Lions history. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Who's he competing against? Scott uh, fucking Mitchell, man. Hey, at least Scott Mitchell did something, though. I don't know what hate on Scott Mitchell. He did a little something, something. So you rather have Scott Mitchell than Matt Stafford? No, I'd rather have Matt Stafford. Okay. I don't, I don't want either one of them, man. <laughs> I want Stafford going. I want Caldwell going. I, I want Bob Quinn to build this team the way he wants. And I, I feel like what what this ownership did was to say, okay, we got rid of our, our former GM and our former uh, president. They got rid of everybody. And we bring, any, bring you in, Bob Quinn. Mm-hmm. But we want you to run this team with those guys. Okay. With with all of those old that old regimes, we want you to keep them those people, but I want you to make it work. And I'm like, that's fucked up. If you're gonna bring a guy in to run this team, bring him in to run the team and mm-hmm. have the people that he wants in there. You know, to me, would it still be the same if you won without the team we have now? I mean, he just brought in a completely different swap and everything. He brought in the people he wanted to bring in, but it's not the same team. But you still win. Is it the same thing? It's like it's like the Chicago Cubs when they won the World Series. I can't name you two people in Chicago Cubs team, but when it was Sammy Sosa and them was on the team, Kerry Woods and stuff like that, I was into the Chicago Cubs. Maybe even win the World Series with that team. But once you went with a different team, is it still the same feeling? How many championships did they win with Sammy Sosa? Uh, none. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess it's, I guess it would be the same. Was, I, and and that's the, and that's the mentality I think they have, man. Like Matt Stafford is exciting. Mm-hmm. 
you know what's exciting to me? Mm. Winning. <laughs> Win a championship. Uh, put, dude, put a real banner up in that fucking stadium, man. Hey, what's wrong with the the, uh, the, the 2011 playoff wild card banner? Hey, that is some bullshit. That's man. a banner. That's like putting up the, that not, no. the Atlantic Conference Championship or something like that. No, it's not. <laughs> that's the same thing. No, dude. I, I've gone to like games in different stadiums, man, and I see like real banners, man. I saw a Colts uh, championship banner. I saw a division banner. I saw uh, an AFC championship banner. I, I went to Cardinals game. I saw uh, a, a NFC West banners, you know, uh, a NFC championship banners. Mm-hmm. We made the playoffs. Not even winning the division, we made the wild card. And y'all putting banners up for that? No, put up a real banner. Put up a real banner. What's a? I mean, this. I mean, what's the difference if you put up a? Because um, you didn't win shit. They, you, obviously, you didn't make the playoffs. Wait, 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 wait. If you if they put up a, a, a we made the playoffs banner this year, would you be proud of that? Yeah. After we backed into the playoffs, the only because the only reason we made the playoffs is because Washington fucked up that last game, man. Hey, man we a didn't lot go, of stuff like happened. Man, dude, go out I, go out there and take some shit, man. I'm tired of backing into shit. Take some shit. As <laughs> long as you're in, you're in. <laughs> no hard is made the playoffs, especially in football. They only let six teams in. Okay. So just just getting in is good enough. No, that's not good enough, but it's still good. It's still something. I want more, man. Okay, that's good. Because I've seen this, man. I've seen this already. Mm-hmm. Give me more. Win something. Win a division. Win a, a play. And that's what I was telling Mike uh, after the, the Green Bay game, or before the Green Bay game. Mm-hmm. For this season to be a success to me, either win that Green Bay game and win a division and mm-hmm. have a home playoff game, or win a playoff game, period. Because mm-hmm. they haven't done it. They haven't done it since 93. So, if you could, made a time machine, you tell yourself of 20... Uh, 16, January 20, February 2016, that, hey, the Lions are going to make the playoffs. And you see the roster. You see Calvin Johnson is not on the team. And you, and you was able to vent a time machine to go back in time and say, hey, Lions are going to make the playoffs. Would you be like, yeah, I can see that. Can I see that? Yeah. No. Of course. So since they made the playoffs, isn't that like a good thing? I mean, if we want to go for participation awards, that's what it is, man. It's like the men's heading out that participation award, man. I don't want to participate. I want to win something. Okay, so what I'm saying is maybe they're building. See, everybody is get the label, oh, same alliance. It's because something happens. How about we just build for what we have right now? We got a new GM. We got a new, um, pretty much new everything, mm-hmm. right? So let's see what they're going to do. Don't dislabel them same alliances because they back into the playoffs and then one year they have a bad season and thinking, oh, it's going to be the same thing. Those guys are like, what are you talking about? I've never experienced it. ain't like they hired old Lion players that he was back in that day to run the team. These guys come from winning organizations. They're like, what are you talking about? This is We're moving forward. Right. So well, give them a chance to move forward. Okay. And you know what? I agree with you. So that brings up something I wanted to ask you. After this season, they they made the playoffs when we like I, I thought they were going to be six and ten, seven and nine. I thought that was going to be their record. <laughs> five and five and 11, twelve or something, but eleven, eleven. But okay, right. So they contended for the division. Mm-hmm. They made the playoffs. They they didn't win the playoff game. Mm-hmm. Stafford made. I think Stafford, at one point, his name was coming up in MVP talk. I thought Absolutely. he was in the top five mm-hmm. candidates, maybe. Mm-hmm. But he came up in MVP talk. So you got another year under Caldwell, another, Caldwell, another year under Jim Bob Cooter. 
Mm-hmm. Terrell Austin is back, so you got to you coach. He stayed, right? And you didn't get no job or nothing like that, right? Okay. I, I want I want him honestly, I want him to be the coach of the Lions, but that's neither here nor there. Okay. But we got our coaching staff back. So you and then you're gonna have uh the twenty first pick in the draft this year. You got Bob Quinn, who who had a very good draft last year. You're gonna get another draft class under him. You go walk into the uh the postseason with like thirty five million dollars in cap space, so you got a good amount of cap space. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of holes to fill, but you got a good amount of cap space. With all that being said, you know improvements this year, draft coming up, same coaching staff. Leonard Fournette, huh? <laughs> I say Leonard Fournette. <laughs> oh. He ain't gonna be there. He ain't gonna be there. He ain't gonna be there. I don't know, man. I'm looking. What? A lot of teams need other things than running backs. Well, I'll, I'll pull up the mock draft real quick, but let me ask this question. Mm-hmm. What are your expectations for the Detroit Lions next year? Because now, like you said, last year, expectations were low. Mm-hmm. And they, they achieved. They went 10 and 6. They made the playoffs, made, you know, improvements. Now going, they come off of, I guess you're saying it was a successful year for them? Uh, <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> it's hard for me to say yes because of who they beat and who they didn't beat, and I mean, how they ended the season. So I'm I'm just gonna be I'm gonna be real and say no, I wasn't successful. Okay, <laughs> it hurt me to say that. So be real. Okay, so what are your expectations going into next year? I, what I want them to be able to do is beat a team that is a playoff team. Oh, by the way, this mock draft got Leonard Fournette going number six. <laughs> to who? To the Jets. You know what? That's the only thing that bothers me, the Jets. But they need a quarterback, though. It'll be plenty of quarterbacks out there. They don't really need no running back. Well, if he don't go six, he'll he'll be gone before we be drafted. <laughs> but no, go ahead, finish your point. No, man. yeah, yeah. Um, I want them to beat a team that's considered uh, like a uh, Pittsburgh, uh, you know, on boss teams. Right. You beat a boss team, then everybody will consider you to be, you know, like okay, Lions is not just the same old Lions. They they come to play. They have to beat Green Bay in Green Bay again. They beat them before. I want them to beat them again. And I ain't talking about no three-point victory. I'm talking about, like, 10-plus. Okay. You know, I want, them, I want the teams to feel like, dang, we went against the Lions. They gave us the business. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, well, as far as, uh, as, far as like, record-wise. and Record-wise. I want them to make the playoffs. And I want them – I want the home field advantage team. I want the home um, game as well as you do. You know. So basically, so you're kind of saying that next year they have to win the division mm-hmm. and have a home playoff game Absolutely. for it to be a successful year. Yeah. Because now there's no going back to, all right. Since to me, it seems like whenever there's a good draft that's coming up, the Lions always, they made the playoff, they sunk into the playoff some kind of way, mm-hmm. and they, they, they're missing the eight the great players. Right. And then when they're in the draft, they always get the bums. <laughs> not well, you know, not you the Stafford and Calvin Johnson and Gamble Sue, but right. they always get the players that um that not that well. It, all right, what I'm gonna say is gonna be wildly unpopular. Uh wildly unpopular. But I, I honestly believe this is the truth. The worst thing that ever happened to this team was drafting Matt Stafford, Calvin Johnson, and Adama Kasu. 
That was the worst thing that, that could have happened to this team. And honestly, I feel like no, nothing's worse than Matt Mellon, but <laughs> but in in a way it is. Because I feel like and, and here's the thing. I was a huge Indomitian Sioux fan. And I was mm-hmm. a huge Calvin Johnson fan. Mm-hmm. I did I never liked Stafford from the get go. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to draft Stafford. But mm-hmm. Sue and Calvin, big fans of them in college, and I wanted the Lions to draft him. But hindsight being twenty twenty, it's the worst thing that ever happened because the money. Exactly. <laughs> the money killed this team. And mm-hmm. like this well, this coming off season is going to be like the first year where they they actually have like a good amount of cap space because they're not paying Calvin twenty five million dollars mm-hmm. for you know one year. They're not paying Sue twenty six million dollars. Mm-hmm. We'll get in. We'll have to pay Matt. We'll get in the Stafford's contract <laughs> in a second. But um, yeah, I feel like those three players killed this organization. And the problem is. <laughs> It's giving Lions fans hope because we had we had Sue, we had Calvin, we had the best defensive tackle, we had the best wide receiver, mm-hmm. and it's like I don't like, dude, y'all not really seeing what's happening, man. It's like that's all we have. Most of our money is tied into those players, and we can't get better anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So, but back to expectations for next year, right? I agree with you. If this team is building the right way next year, you got to come away with that division. Mm-hmm. And you, and either you have to come away with that division or you have to win a playoff game. I, you can't take steps back. Mm-hmm. But what do you think their record's going to be next year? Have you seen the schedule? Well, the schedule looking at it, I'm looking at it right now. It's not the schedule, but it's who they're playing next year. Okay, give me give me the teams. I'll tell you, WL. Okay. Uh, of course, you got a home, in, home and uh, away against Chicago. Okay. So that's two games. That's two wins. Two wins? Hold on. Let me write this down real quick. Win L. All right. So, Chicago, two wins. Mm-hmm. Minnesota. I say a win and a loss. Split? Yeah, we'll split that one. Green Bay. Win win. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Win and a loss. Win and a loss? Win and a loss. They ain't going to be in Green Bay and Green Bay. You going to give them the split? I'll give them the split. I'm, I'm, I ain't going to be the, the fanboy. I'm going to be realistic. All right. Um,. Let's go with their road games first. Okay. Uh, New Orleans. Oh, win. They've been taking care of New Orleans. Tampa. Loss. Baltimore. Win. Cincinnati. That's a tough one there. I'll say loss. New York football giants. That's a away? Yep. It's a road game. Loss. All right, the home games. Okay. Uh, Arizona Cardinals. Oh, my. Eh, Arizona got problems. I'll see when. Pittsburgh Steelers. Loss. I just put a win for this one. Cleveland Browns. Oh, yeah. There ain't no point in you asking. Carolina Panthers. I might go to that Pittsburgh game. Though. That's kind of crazy. I do like Pittsburgh. Carolina. Oh, they play Carolina this year? Oof. Dang. It's a hard schedule. <laughs> um, I'll say uh, loss. The defending <laughs> NFC champion, oh, Atlanta Falcons. Oh, my God. Win. What? <laughs> Be crazy. All right, so me split with Chicago, 
Oh, oh my. Split with Minnesota. Oh, my. Lose to Green Bay twice. Oh, my. Lose to New Orleans. Mm. I think they lose to Tampa. Yeah, I can sell also Tampa. I think they beat Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore on that decline. I think they get Cincinnati. Lose to the Giants. Mm. Lose to the Cardinals. Mm. Lose to Pittsburgh. Mm. Beat Cleveland. I'll give them Carolina. You give them Carolina. I'll give them says. Carolina. And they lose to the Falcons. So I got them going six and ten. You got them going nine and seven. Hey, all right. That's what I'm talking about. We can do that. So, but they were ten and six this year. Mm-hmm. Nine so, seven. You, no, no, no. They were, were they ten and six this year or nine and seven? Then, yeah, I think we were 9-7. Okay, so exact same. It should have been 10-6. <laughs> so exact same record they had this season for you. Mm-hmm. I have them taking a step back. This, this is, that's, that is a brutal schedule, man. Well, you know, that's just us thinking of before, you know, how well this team would be. Right. Who knows? Somebody might get hurt. Somebody might even step up for the Lions. Who never knows? Right. True. That's definitely true. But, they, you know. Way too early prediction. Mm-hmm. That's a, that is a brutal schedule, man. Brutal. Brutal. I didn't know it was that bad. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. What do you think it'll take to get a free agent to come to Detroit Lions? I mean, I don't mean no um, a person that already won a ring. He just wanted to get a, um, a check. I'm talking about someone who's hungry. Like, yeah, I see what y'all doing. I want to contribute. I want a ring. I want to win. I want to come here. Offense or defense? So uh, when you say free agent, are we talking like a top free agent? Top free agent. I don't think it's going to happen. Now, is it? And I don't think it's going to happen, and I don't think it should happen. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're at that point yet. I think we need another two good drafts, and then we can get to the point where it's like, okay, what holes do we need to fill? I, honestly, I think this team is a lot worse than a, a, people really realize. Mm-hmm. For some, This is like a down year for, for football, and I felt like, all right, let's go through it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go through it real quick. <laughs> um, what positions do you think this team needs to fill in the draft? Linebacker. Okay, how many we need? All three. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because you know where you got um, Levy probably won't come back. Levy's probably retiring. Levy's probably retiring. I, I I say we need at least two starting linebackers. I think Tamira Whitehead is good. Yeah, I think so. I think he had a good year. So we need two starting linebackers. Mm-hmm. All right, defensive backfield. We need another corner. I think we had another good corner. He don't have to be uh, – because I think Slay is, is a beast. Yeah, Slay's got that one. I think Slay and Quinn got those two spots, mm-hmm. you know, on lockdown. Yeah, so – Still, safety's a little iffy, but we got some young guys. But we definitely need a corner, I think. Yeah. So, that's three starters you need already on defense, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. What about the defensive line? I think the defensive line did, did very well this year because um, I was like, Ziggy was out, what, two or three games? Yeah. And um, I was like, y'all did y'all thing without Ziggy being there. <laughs> and then Ziggy comes back. So I'm not really putting too much pressure unless um, uh, Lowy Naha wants to retire. I mean, which he's in his right to manage a monster. If he wants to retire, then that's we'll need another defensive back. I mean, um, uh, defensive tackle. So we need, you need say we need a defensive tackle. Maybe you know they, I ain't they ain't looking. If you find one, you know fifth, sixth round, that's cool. But I ain't really looking for one. I think we need another pass rusher for sure. 
they go on the other side of Ziggy Ansa. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm gonna say we need a defensive end. So you need <laughs> me, I'm saying we need five starters on the defense. <laughs> now, let's look at the offense, right? No. Our offensive line was really banged up this year. Right. I mean, we had people playing out of position a lot. Now, here's the thing. Larry Warford, to me, one of the best guards in the league. Mm-hmm. His contract is up. I know. That's what's going to do is going to take about $8 million to keep him per year. Pay that man his money. Okay. So, if you pay <laughs> – now, here's the thing. Now, if you pay him that money, uh-huh. like I said, you got about $35 million in cap space. That's $8 million going off top, and you haven't even gotten better yet. Yeah. Uh, uh, Not Reef. Yeah, Riley Reef, mm-hmm. our right tackle. His contract is up this year. Oh, my God. Now, here's the problem with him. A lot of people don't think he's that good. Mm-hmm. But then, on top of that, he's a right tackle, but he started his career off as a left tackle. Mm-hmm. Left tackles make that top money. That moolah. And, and the thing is, because he's played most of his career at left tackle, he's going to you know, uh, try and get the league to pay him as a left tackle. Really? Yeah. So you can't just pay him cheap right tackle money. You got to pay him <laughs> top left tackle money. Well, didn't um, uh, old boy try that for New Orleans? The tight end tried to get that right receiver money. Yeah, but it's different though, because mm. he was trying to he was like literally switching positions. Yeah, like, he was from like tight end to receiver. But right. no, like he like Reef played le- left tackle his whole career up until this year when they got Taylor Decker. Mm. So he has a case. So either you let him walk, or you pay the man. Mm. And then our center had brain surgery. Our center had brain surgery? Yeah, I just read that on, on Freep.com. I couldn't believe that. Uh, Swanson? Mm. Okay. So that's that's me. <laughs> now, so so now it gets really interesting, right? Uh, Let's just count Taylor Swanson out. Let's say his career is done, right? Yeah. Mm. You got Graham Glasgow, who you just drafted last year from, from Michigan. Mm. He was a guard slash center. So he's going to move to the center spot, mm. right? But to me, Glasgow is a better tackle i mean a better guard mm. so you move let's say we got to play glasgow at center you got tomlinson who really struggled the last couple of years but he's still you know under a rookie contract so he's cheap going to keep him at guard and then you have decker so your left side of the offensive line is good right. your right side on the other hand you're gonna have to pay, either pay the two guys that's there or you're gonna have to find a free agent or, or draft somebody mm-hmm. so you're gonna spend money on your offensive line so you need two <laughs> two offensive linemen Jeez. Right, two starting offensive linemen, regardless. Mm-hmm. Okay, what else does this team need on offense? Running back. Okay, you need, <laughs> you need a starting running back. Leonard Fournette, come on down, buddy. <laughs> so you need a starting running back. Okay, mm-hmm. what else does this team need on offense? I like what um I would say a tight end. I mean, we can get a boy from Alabama. You know, third round, he just happened to be there. You know, I ain't turning him down. We definitely need a blocking tight end. <laughs> We definitely need a blocking tight end. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Anquan Bowden is going to be 37 next year. Oh, my God. So, do you try to bring him back for another year? Or do you try to get younger and get your, get number three wide receiver? Because we really ain't got nobody else after that. TJ Jones sucks. Mm-hmm. Andre Roberts, is a you know, he was a good kick returner, but is he a number three wide receiver on this team? I don't get how – New England just, just gets anybody and they just hurt out to be beasts. So this is some bull, man. Oh, you, you you want me to explain it to you? Yes, please. They got this motherfucker named Tom fucking Brady, man. <laughs> he can turn sugar to shit. I mean, from shit to sugar, just like that. Just man. like that. And do and 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 that goes back to my thing with Stafford, man. Like the elite quarterbacks do that. 
Tom Tom Brady took fucking Chris Hogan, uh, Malcolm Mitchell, all these other bums, and and turned them into beasts. Mm. Andre, I mean uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers, he does the same thing. He grabs like uh, what's my man that was, that was balling out this year? Uh, Allison. Never heard yeah, of this dude. Never heard of him. Never heard of this dude before in my life. This guy's out there balling. Mm. Just, if you look at the, at the great quarterbacks, that's what they do. Tom Brady turned Brandon Stokely into a Pro Bowler. Man. <laughs> Yeah. Deion Branch became a, a high free agent and he went to another team and was like, Who is he? Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> to send him back. Is this we got from New England? Nah, impossible. And the reason the reason why the Patriots system works is because they only pay one guy, Tom Brady. Actually they don't. I mean, when your wife is a supermodel meaning sixty million dollars, do you really need to pay Tom Brady? Well, <laughs> No, Tom Brady still in his career, he's made more money than anybody on that team. Okay, that he's the only guy that they'll, they'll spend good money on. Everybody else, they just fill in. It, yeah, everybody else is filling. Dude, it, whenever somebody's contract is up, like Larry Warford, if Larry Warford was on the Patriots, he would have got traded before the season. Oh yeah, because they they somehow find talent to fit into those pieces, mm. and it's all about cheap young talent. Mm. That's that's how you really play this game. You build your defense, you build your offensive line, running game. Cheap young talent. Mm. Get a quarterback who's young, who can manage the game, develop him. Mm. Tom Brady wasn't putting up these numbers his first year. Mm. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, he wasn't putting up the numbers he's putting up his first year. Russell Wilson, same way. Mm. They had time to develop in a run-first offense and a team that had a great defense. And then they were able to you know, get their skills up to the point where, all right, well, fuck it. We'll pay him, and we'll just go find some wide receivers out of nowhere mm. and make it happen. Se- Seattle's doing the same thing. I don't know who the fuck Paul Richardson was. They get <laughs> <laughs> all these bomb-ass catches against the Lions, man. Exactly. But it's like when Brady – we should keep talking about New England. Um, when, uh, when Brady first won his first three championships, that wasn't him. It was the defense. But it wasn't him, but basically it's that time, just don't fuck it up. Yeah, just don't lose the ball. Don't turn it over. Don't fuck it up. Get us in the field goal range and we'll let motherfucking Anna Vegetarian get the job done. <laughs> He'll do it. Exactly. But, um, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and kind of button this up a little, a little bit with the Lions. So, okay. they got a lot of holes to fill. Mm-hmm. They got cap space, but that cap space is going to start disappearing real quick. Mm-hmm. The big issue is they're going to have to re-sign Stafford. Either this at the end of this year, or uh, beginning of next season, of 2018 season. Stafford, you listen. We need that hometown discount, buddy. Shit, shit ain't happening. <laughs> you might as well get that discount double check out of your out of your head, man. That shit is not happening. So, do you make Matt Stafford your 25 million dollar man this year, or do you wait a year? Do you let him prove that he's worth it this year, or do you go ahead and pay him now? If you can get it cheaper now, I would do it now, because, and see that could be the thing. He can he can progress and want more, or he can regress. It'd be worth less, dude. I I don't think, uh, I don't think it really matters because if he's that damn good, you got to pay the guy regardless. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's twenty five or twenty six, you still gonna have to pay the guy. That's what I think. So I think, I think we should wait until next season. Mm-hmm. Let and let him truly show us what he is, because mm-hmm. like we just looked at the schedule, it's a rough schedule. That's a very so rough schedule. so I mean, earn that twenty five. On paper, it's a rough schedule. So you gonna you gonna prove something. Mm-hmm. If you gonna prove you worth it or you not, 
And if if he still can't work out a contract, hit him with this franchise tag. And see, that's the thing. Everybody, no one has really asked this question. What if Stafford wants to leave? Oh, I'll take that motherfucker to the airport myself, <laughs> man. <laughs> dude, I've been trying to trade that dude for years, man. But see, that's the thing. If he's a free agent, then we don't get anything. We we we, we still got the franchise tag. They're not gonna let him just walk away. That would be crazy, yo. They're not gonna let what happened to uh, Calvin and uh, Sue. Mm-hmm. They ain't gonna let that shit happen. Mm-hmm. Not not with a quarterback. That's why I would I would have traded his ass at the beginning of this past season. Mm-hmm. Give me a bunch of draft picks. Let me build this team the right way. My goodness. Let me tell you this, man. If I let me see. If I told you the Lions traded Stafford to the Houston Texans, right? I was thinking about that. And you got two first round picks, and let's say you got two third round picks. Let's just you know, let's just say that, mm-hmm. which is it's fair enough money for a quarterback that's proven what Stafford's proven over his career. Especially to a team like Texans. And the te- yeah, back to, he's going back home, and a team that what they need is that last spot. They mm-hmm. need that last piece. They need that quarterback to put themselves over the tuck. Mm-hmm. They got a good defense, and they got a good running game. Mm-hmm. So if you get two first round picks that this and next year, and two third round picks, you can build your team off of that. You want to know who did the exact same thing? Mm-hmm. The Seattle Seahawks. When uh, Pete Carroll went there, they had two first round picks that year, mm-hmm. and they were able to take those two first round picks, build that defense. And build, you know, the infrastructure that you need to be a real championship team. Now, the question that everybody asks is, well, if you do that, who's going to be your quarterback? Mm. Well, you got two first-round picks and you got two third-round picks. Bob Quinn comes from the Patriots. The Patriots are infamous for trading down and getting more picks. Mm-hmm. You need those draft picks are the real commodity in NFL because. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants that potential, mm-hmm. and you can move them up and down. You can get more picks. The more picks you got, the better chance you have of picking up young, cheap talent mm-hmm. that you can develop yourself into what you want them to be. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, take a trade Matt Stafford and go sign a, a Brian Hoyer to be the, a, a veteran <laughs> while your, your, your young quarterback is developing. Okay. And then insert your, your young quarterback in there. Because right now, Deshaun Watson from Cle- uh, Clemson, Clemson – they got him going in the second round. What? And all the mock drafts I've seen, he's going in the second round. Okay. <laughs> hey, remember, Dak Prescott was a what, third, fourth round pick. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson was a third round pick. You can find good quarterbacks that you can have maintain your 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 offense if you build the defense and that running game around them. Mm. The Lions just tried to do it the other way. Give me a, a high-flying quarterback. We'll draft a tight end with him, mm-hmm. and then you know we'll, we'll do it the, the flashy way. No, no, no. You know if you do it the flashy way, you try to get that quick money. It's gonna burn you every single time. Mm-hmm. Build it the right way, and you can have a championship in this city. I think in the next four years. Yeah, but you gotta remember, everything doesn't work for everyone. Yeah, they're not, they're not gonna trade Stafford. They love oh, Stafford. No. It's not gonna happen, man. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna pay him. They're gonna pay. I think they're gonna pay him this offseason, man. I think they're going to go ahead and extend him. He's going to get that $150 million contract over the next six years. Mm-hmm. And this team ain't going to do shit for six years because they're going to be too busy paying him, man. I think that's what's going to happen. They need to open up that um, playbook for football. Uh, that that cap needs to be opened up like that. Like it is in the NBA. <laughs> I don't. You don't? I don't think so. 
Honestly, I want a hard cap for all sports, man. All sports? Yeah. Why? It. Okay, as far as for the players, it sucks. NFL, I think NFL players should make more than they are. Absolutely. But I think with a hard cap, you don't. It, it the thing about the great thing about the NFL is is that every year you don't really know who's going to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. NBA, literally, there's probably about three or four teams that legitimately have a chance to win the championship every year. Okay, so going into this year, who's really the teams that, that legitimately have a chance to win the championship? I don't know. Detroit's giving such a hard problem with Cleveland. I don't, no, it's Cleveland and Golden State. <laughs> Maybe San Antonio. Anybody else you can think of that you can give a legitimate chance to? Or is it just those three? I, I would say those three. Who are you saying? Nobody. Oh. So so here's the thing. If there's three legitimate teams mm-hmm. out of 30 that have a legitimate chance of winning the championship, what's mm-hmm. the point of me watching the regular season? What's the point of me going to a Pistons game? What's the point of me watching the Pistons? I'm a Pistons fan, but we don't. We legitimately don't have a chance to win a championship or play in the championship. Well, you know, they, 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 they feed you that – Anything can happen, possibility. Yeah, that's what they feed you. Nah. That shit ain't true. To me, it was more fun when the NBA playoffs were five, seven, and seven, because that really let teams know, hey, uh, I better tighten up because I, you lose that first game. That's that's pretty much over. Right? You lose that first game, that's pretty much a wrap. I mean, Denver gave Seattle the business a lot of times, like two or three times back in the day with that. But, but okay, how many times has? Uh, so basically, like that that number one eight matchup in the mm-hmm. playoffs. How many times has that number eight team been to the NBA Finals? Uh, probably not. Well, well only one. That I well, I'm about to say the only one New York John the, the New York Knicks. But that was only because it was a half season. They was fully loaded. So, <laughs> if the number eight seed in the East only has a chance of making it to the championship when there's a lockout season, <laughs> well, there was only the eight because it was a lockout season because that was a whole team. They had Larry Johnson, Marcus Camby, right? All them players Allen were Houston. just yeah. yeah, Allen Houston. All them players were just getting there, so they was just trying to fill each other out. It was too quick but, of a season. But the thing is, no. every other year other than that, mm-hmm. them motherfuckers never had a chance. No, no, no. Honestly, if you're not one of the top four teams, you really don't have a chance yeah, in, really in, in whatever division you in. So, mm-hmm. I can't watch basketball anymore because it's like, well, if it's not the Warriors, the Spurs, or the or the Cavaliers, mm-hmm. what's, the point of, what's the point of watching them? I, w- I went to that Pistons-Cavs uh, playoff game when the Cavs swept the Pistons. And when uh, Kyrie Irving said, bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> I went to that game, man. You went to that game? Yeah. You know, you know why I went to that game? Mm. Just to say I went to a Pistons playoff game. <laughs> I knew the motherfuckers were gonna win that shit, man. And it was like it was no point, man. It's, it's really no point, man. My thing is that the hard cap adds parity because now you can't just go up. LeBron James right now, man. This mm-hmm. motherfucker to my some. I need another superstar on my team. That's Here basically what he's saying. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. But go ahead. It's like, dude, I'm, you just want all the players, man. You. LeBron James was that kid <laughs> playing NBA Live that mm-hmm. would like boost all the players on his teams <laughs> up to ni- the ninety nine point nine 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 or whatever, mm-hmm. and they go out there and dominate, you know, win, go eighty two and zero, and then think he was doing some shit on NBA Live. That's that's the kid, LeBron James. That's the kid, LeBron James. Yeah. Okay. What, what do you got to say about that, real quick, man? Before we jump into our Super Bowl predictions, man. So here's the thing here, LeBron. All he's saying is, look, it's going to be me. I mean, not me. It's going to be the Cleveland Cavaliers versus the Golden State Warriors in the finals. Okay. Mostly so. I got me, is him, Kevin Love, and Kyrie. 
I'm going to get Steph. Three, uh, all stars. Okay. Three all stars. I'm uh-huh. going to get Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, and Draymond Green. Okay. They got four. Okay. Four doesn't. I mean, three don't be four nowhere. And no matter where you live in, three don't be four. So he's saying this. I want another person. If I can get it, if he can get it, he thinks he can get it. He said he wants someone else to compete. Okay. So let, let's just say he gets. Uh, um, that's my man. Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, Melo. Let's say he gets Melo on his team, right? Mm-hmm. So now you got four superstars on the team, right? Mm-hmm. If you're a Knicks fan, what's the point of you watching? Why do you give a fuck anymore? You just traded away your superstar for some bullshit. Well, I was no, actually, their superstar, their quote unquote superstar, didn't even make the All Star game. It's about Przingis. No, it's about Melo. He ain't made the All Star game. But you know what I mean. But that's their superstar. Their their New York superstar is Porzingis. But Mel- that's what they believe in. But what I'm saying is, is that when you're literally looking at the other teams in NBA as like a farm system for your team, mm-hmm. for your one team, mm-hmm. or really three teams, three main teams that actually have a chance of, of winning the championship, mm-hmm. what's the point, man? It's it's like when when does it become all right? Let me buckle down and play harder. Then okay, I can't do this. Just go get me whatever I need to take the pressure off of me. Mm-hmm. LeBron James is, is the most talented. He, he's the best player in the league, right? He's mm-hmm. the face of the league. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you have to be like, it's on me. But no, he never, he's never been like that. He quit on the Cavaliers before. Uh, he, didn't, he, didn't, he ain't quit on that team, man. You mean he quit? He left because he left? No, 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 no. Yeah, he left that team, but no, he quit on that team. When he was already going to lose? You talking about that game against Boston? So they're taking that jersey off, man? No, it was over. He quit, man. No, <laughs> he fucking quit. Okay. I don't want a quitter on my team. Mm-hmm. LeBron James went to, to Miami, mm-hmm. built that conglomerate team, right? Right. Right? And he was like, oh, okay. So Not this one, 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 two. <laughs> right. And, and this is how you build teams now. You get together with your boys and you build a super team. Right. So then he goes back to Cleveland, right? Mm-hmm. Builds a super team with Kyrie and Kevin Love. Mm-hmm. He's just mad because the Warriors outdid his strategy, man. Yeah, they got four superstars instead of three. Hey, he said, I want another one. I never but it's all, it's all on him, man. If 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 he had, like, not been a little bitch <laughs> and, <laughs> and buckled down and just, you know, put his nose to the grindstone like everybody else did before him mm-hmm. and not just say, well, fuck this, I want the cheat codes, <laughs> put, putting in the uh, up, up, the down, down, down and shit. <laughs> Give me all the all the damn uh, great players on the one team. Uh-huh. He wouldn't be going through this right now. I, I might I might get uh, a lot of hate mail after I say this. But I'm just gonna say it. Go ahead, man. You watch WWE, don't you? Yes. So you see how rigged that thing is, right? How what? How rigged it is in WWE. Yeah, it's predetermined. Yeah. I think the sports world is falling behind the WWE. But what? I think the sports world is following behind the WWE world. They're they're rigging how they want stuff to go down themselves. Because you just said there's only three master teams in the um, NBA. Yeah. And it's only probably been three teams that even won the NBA championship in the last 10 years. Yeah. Normally, LeBron's on one of them teams. He was on Miami. He's now he's on Cleveland. Yeah. So, why is that? Oh, they want it that way. Yeah. Oh, I've been saying NBA rig for years, man. My man. There we go. There we go. Oh, you ain't gotta. You I ain't gotta, gotta, okay, you ain't gotta convince me, man. Okay. Dude, well, if, well, what about football? Dude, let's put it like this, man. Don't shit surprise me, man. <laughs> My man. 
Dude, I'm a huge MMA fan, man. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you I, seen that? You seen that too, though? I don't huh? know, man. Some of this shit. <laughs> I've been trying to tell my cousin for years. I said, dog, this stuff is real. They follow, they see what Vince do. You could do that. You can control the outcome and people still want to buy into it and see it. Of course I'm going to do that. Let's, let's put like, let's go back to the NBA, man. If I'm not mistaken, I think from 2000 up until oh, now, I think every NBA finals Except for maybe like one has had either Shaq, Kobe, mm-hmm. Tim Duncan, mm-hmm. and LeBron James in it. Mm-hmm. Not winning, not necessarily winning, but, but at least in, in, there. in the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. Shaq, Kobe, Tim Duncan, mm-hmm. LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Shaq, Kobe, <laughs> Tim Duncan, LeBron James. Uh-huh. Arguably, the four best players in. NBA over the past, what, 20 years Mm -hmm. have had Shaq, Kobe, (laughs) Tim Duncan, and LeBron James in the NBA Finals. Mm -hmm. Over 20 years. Over 20 years. You don't think that shit's by design, man? Hmm. And look, I'm a big Tim Duncan fan, man. Mm -hmm. But those four guys have... Basically played in all the championships. Mm-hmm. I, and I think it's like one year. I can't even remember what it is, but I think it's like one year where they didn't have any of those guys in there. But and it always gets deeper. It's like back in the eighties, it was always Magic and Bird always in the finals. I can't. I can't think of a year in the eighties that Magic was in the finals or Bird was in the finals. Maybe Ooh. one year. I think it was um, Houston when they went against Seventy Sixers. I think that's what happened. Oh, it was eighty three. Something like that, yeah. That was only one year. Because me and my cousin, we looked it up, and it was only one year that either L.A. or Boston was in the finals. Dude, they changed the fucking game for Michael Jordan, man. And then... Come on. <laughs> Thank you. And then, when Allen Iverson came around, mm-hmm. they wanted to change the rules back. Mm-mm, we can't have that. Mm-mm, you oh, All that carries and shit. Yeah, no, you, no, you embarrassed no, Michael no. Jordan. That game. <laughs> and Michael Jordan looked like, yeah, yeah. Where you at? Where you at? Oh, oh man. Dude, I, I realized... I thought something was up when I was a kid, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I, it, it got it was proven to me when the whole um, uh, what's the guy name uh, Donahue oh, shit went down. The lone referee. I'm like <laughs> you been telling me this one referee was doing. Is this the only one? The only one, really. And like I remember that I remember those games, man. I'm like something's up, man. Mm-hmm. Something's not right because like he's calling texts and shit and mm-hmm. calling he, he, something's not right, man. Oh my goodness, uh, so, uh, it's like. I remember watching the L.A. game against Sacramento. Yes. And yes. the fouls they was calling for Shaq was just unbelievable. I mean, players was just like, I'm not even in the game getting called for a foul. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Then the, the worst, I used, you know you know how I feel about Kobe. I love Kobe now. But back then, I couldn't stand Lakers and Kobe. Oh, I still can't stand that motherfucker. <laughs> and when it was like, the, I think it was the last game. It was game six or maybe even game seven. Sacramento, no, L.A. was inbounding the ball. Mike Bibby is literally checking Kobe right in his face. Mm-hmm. He showed Kobe couldn't shake him. So he says, well, since I can't shake him, boom, him with the elbow. And he knows his nose is just bleeding, just coming down his face. Red Reed didn't see nothing. And he's inbound the ball and they won the game. I said, are you serious? <laughs> it was two series that, that, that stand out to me, man. That Sacramento Lakers series oh, yes. and, and uh, Portland L.A. series. Oh, yeah. Dude, you remember when Rasheed Wallace wanted to fight that referee in the parking lot? 
<laughs> I remember that. Yeah. It was it was uh what's his name? It was it was uh, Donnie. Donnie it was him. Oh. And now I know why. And now we know why. Man, but let's let's go ahead and jump into the Super Bowl, man. Okay. We'll, we'll go ahead and wrap this up, man. But but real quick before we do that, who's your MVP MVP for 2016? That's a tough one, you know, because you know everybody thought it was gonna go to Tom Brady, mm-hmm. and then because he only played like he missed four games, and then they just went on like it was no problem. Yeah, and everybody was thinking there was gonna be Tom Brady, just so that the GM, the commissioner, will have to give. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm ready to trophy. <laughs> and everyone was looking for that. So I think Roger Goodell said, eh, we're going to go a different route. Right. Um, you could have given it to pretty much anybody you ask me. You could have given it to um, Tom Brady. You could have given it to Zeke. You could have given it to uh, Aaron Rodgers. Right. You know, but for um, the quarterback from Atlanta, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan to win it. That was. That was a little softball to me, because Matt Ryan he got all, he got every weapon there is. He got a great offensive line. They would have won without him. To me, MVP means we're not winning without you. Aaron Rodgers should have won, even though I hate Green Bay. My cousin would probably be laughing at me right now. I hate Green Bay, but I think Aaron Rodgers doing what he did should have been MVP. So. <laughs> When I was thinking about this, I uh, like I said, I did like the uh, middle mid season like review, mm-hmm. and I was mapping it out, and I kept uh, right now I was looking at the stats, and I was writing down these names, and at that point, a lot of people were talking about Derek Carr, and I mm-hmm. at that point I thought Derek Carr was the guy. Mm-hmm. My number two person at that time. That was a good pick. Yeah. But since he got hurt at the end of the year, that really and he and even towards the end of the year, he started to fade a little bit. Mm-hmm. The number two guy I had on my list, and I couldn't believe after I, was, I looked at the numbers and looked at the record and looked at what they were doing. My number two guy was Matt Ryan, hmm. and I'm, I'm looking at the numbers. I'm like, how the hell is he having this good of a year and nobody's really talking about it? Mm-hmm. And then Aaron Rodgers came on at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And you know Drew Brees was in there. Uh, I put uh, but some of man. Who's up. your top five? Uh, my top five at, at that point was Derek Carr, mm-hmm. Matt Ryan, uh, Zeke. Uh, not Zeke, uh, dude from San Diego, not San Diego, uh, Arizona. Oh, the running back, Derek Johnson, David Johnson, David Johnson, yeah, David Johnson, Tom Brady. Uh, Drew Brees. That was my top five. Okay. I had Stafford at six. Okay. So, like so this was a mid-season point. So as the season went along, then you had to start throwing in like, okay, what did these teams do during the season? So then it became <laughs> Matt Ryan, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. Tom Brady, mm-hmm. LeGarrette Blunt was a guy a lot of people mm-hmm. really didn't talk about. Mm-hmm. And I still put David Johnson in that top five, too, mm-hmm. because he just had an excellent year. Oh, yeah. Nobody talked about it. And I put Zeke in there, too. Mm-hmm. So, at the end of the day, I felt like Matt Ryan, not only did he have the numbers, mm-hmm. but he was the most consistent out of everybody on that list. Right. Had, had one of the best records, had the numbers, and basically was consistently – in that top five the whole year, mm-hmm. and then if you throw in the playoff run at the same in, at the same time, 
It's like he he went out there and he did his thing, man. He got his team to the Super Bowl, man. So I I would give him the nod over Aaron Rodgers simply because of the consistency through the whole year, mm-hmm. better record, and head to head matchup. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you really can you really count a postseason? I mean, uh, postseason um, playoff game where they fought each other, fought each other in the regular season and regular season he beat. Wait, the Fal- Falcons won that one, right? I thought Green Bay won that one. No, the Falcons won that one, I think. I think the Falcons beat them twice. Wow, okay. Well, then, okay. <laughs> so I may have been check mistaken. and mate. Check and mate. Okay, well, then, yeah, you're going to give them yeah. the game. So, yeah, I, I mean, he, he was there the whole time. He has the numbers, and he has the, the record to do it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if you, if we're just going to take the playoffs out of it, I, I still think that it, it stands up. So... Matt, Matt Ryan's my guy, man. So, speaking of Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan has a – he's got one more game to play, man. You know. Hey, it's kind of, one more. Yeah, kind of important. Kind of important, the Super Bowl. The reason why we're all here. Pretty much. Um, before we give our picks, which you kind of spoiled it already, <laughs> in order for what, – what do you think each team has to do in order to win this game? Let's start with uh, Matt Ryan and the uh, Atlanta Falcons. What Atlanta needs to do is what New York Giants did that one year, or twice against New England. <laughs> we, we ain't gonna talk about that because uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. my my cousin played for the Patriots and uh, one of them. Yes. No. Remember a fellow by the name of Asante Samuel who dropped the uh, interception that would have sealed that first championship. Yeah. That's your cousin. That's my cousin, man. What? Yeah. Let me get your boy on the podcast, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I'll be working on that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, no doubt. Okay. But, but um, yeah, you were saying basically you got to do the, the Giants. Yeah, the, the Giants is in there. You got to do hold the ball. Like, if you get the ball first, if Milano gets the ball first, it's what, 50 minutes a quarter, right? 15 minutes a quarter. Yeah. Next time, doing a pitcher gets the ball, it needs to be like seven minutes left on the game. They don't, you don't need to go to no three quick out. You need to run because they got the team to run and they got their weapons to pass. You mm. need to get the ball, run, pass, run, pass. Maybe even score, even if you don't score, but you got to give, you can't give Tom Brady time. You give him time, he's going to tear you apart. So that's one. Mm-hmm. Two, you got to put pressure on time. That blitz, you got to blitz him because if you don't blitz him, you give him time, he'll find somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I think um, in order for the, the Falcons to, to come away with this game, I, th- I think they have to. Yep. I think in order for them to come away with the victory in this game, they have to they have to win each possession. And what I mean by that is you have to co- either come away with points mm-hmm. or uh, put the Patriots in a situation where the field position is against them. Exactly. Now that's not to say Tom Brady and that offense can't you know come ag- you know overcome that, mm-hmm. but you you have to put them in positions where they have to do it. You know, mm-hmm. so if you don't if you don't come away with a touchdown or a field goal. You got to get that ball within like the the fifteen yard line and back. Mm-hmm. If you can do that consistently throughout the the, the season, mm-hmm. maybe throughout the game, you can uh, put a little bit more pressure on. And like you said too, they somehow have to get pressure on on Tom Brady. Yeah. And it'd be even better if they can do it with their front four. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody back. Yeah, if you can do it with your front four, mm-hmm. like the like the uh, the Giants used to do, then you're 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 like you said, you got your other guys in the back 
you know, covering those wide receivers because they're going to run all different kinds of routes on you, mm-hmm. and you have to limit them. If you can – and the thing about the Patriots is they really don't have a lot of down-the-field plays. Mm-hmm. They, they tend to do short passes, especially with Gronk being out. So they run mm-hmm. the ball, and they do a lot of short passes, and they just work their way down there. And eventually they'll break a big one that you know, blows the game out. Right. You, you have to make them work for every yard – in, in every point that they get. Mm-hmm. And, at this, and like I said, at the same time, you have to win those possessions. Put them in tough spots, and you've got to come away with points or in, in on those possessions too. If, if it becomes a shootout, that's no, that's no looking good for Atlanta. <laughs> a- Atlanta has the offense. But they don't have the D. They don't have the defense. Mm-hmm. And Patriots have a pretty good defense, man. Mm-hmm. So they, they have to – they they don't they have to avoid the shutout, but they have to come away with points at the same time. Absolutely. If, if New England gets the ball first and they come down to score, you have to score back exactly. right back. Yeah, you, you got you got to answer scores too. Yes. If the Patriots score, you got to come right back and, and score right with them. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Uh, in order for the Patriots to win, what, what do you think the Patriots have to do? Oh, we already know what they're going to do. They're going to do what they always do. They take your best player and tuck him away in the little corner, <laughs> <laughs> and then they just play defense on everyone else. Uh, that means you, Mr. Uh, Julio Jones. Yes, he will be taken care of. I don't know how, because I'm looking at New England Patriots like there's no dare slay on this team, but you know, but they still they I act mean, like it's they, they, they got Malcolm Butler, man. He's, yeah, he's pretty he good right. player, man. He's, he's good, and I, I agree with you, man. But and it kind of goes back to back to the Falcons, something that they have to do. Mm. They and one of the things I love about Matt Ryan is he, he's thrown 13 touchdowns to 13 different receivers. Mm. So you can't depend solely on Julio Jones. You have to continue to spread that ball around to your other weapons, your Taylor Gabriels, mm-hmm. your uh, Muhammad Sanu's, your uh, – I think J.K. Tammy's still on that team. Your running backs really have to – Coleman and um, – And uh, Freeman. Freeman, yeah. Especially catching the ball and running the ball, they have to be weapons too. Mm-hmm. They have to make up for what you – might not get out of Julio Jones too, but mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, the Patriots yeah, they're gonna try they're gonna take away your best guy. Mm-hmm. So if you if you can't you know get production from those other people, you're in trouble. Yeah. A- anything else on the Patriots? Any other keys for them? Uh, you know, it's just it's just time be time. I mean, he's, he's gonna be he's gonna be him anyway, but just let him be him. He's that, yeah. he's gonna find the weapons. He's gonna find the people he needs to find. Yeah. There's no you know since there's no grunt, he he'll make another grunt. Yeah, my my only other key is my only other key is is do what you do, baby. Shit, do what you do. <laughs> so, with that being said, who's your pick to win the Super Bowl? Okay, I'm gonna give you two picks. I'm gonna give you my heart. Okay, and who I really think is gonna win. Okay, my heart. I want New England to win. Okay, who I really think is gonna win is Atlanta. Really? Yeah, cause ain't no way they're gonna let uh, <laughs> should they give Tom Brady the trophy and the owner. Please, that's must see oh, TV if that man. happens. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, Probably they're never gonna do something again. Ah, uh, yeah, she you're using the rig factor. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, who do I, who do I want to win? Y- you know what? In my heart, I, I kind of want Atlanta to win, man. I got got a lot of family down there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Atlanta has only won one. Major sports championship in history, and that's the Braves. Mm-hmm. And that's my favorite team. The Braves were your favorite team? Oh, I used to love the Braves. Oh, man. I used to know everybody on that team. The Tom Glavin, <laughs> Drake Maddox, John Smokes, former Tiger. <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, for for them, for the city of Atlanta, I, I would love to see them come away with a championship. It would be nice. But I think the Patriots going to get it. <laughs> I just think, dude, uh, I, I just think, and I, and I said this before, man, like, dude, when Tom Brady comes back, he is coming out to destroy everything, man. Mm. Like, Tom Brady about to be like the Joker, man. He just wants to see the world burn, man. <laughs> And like I, I think he, I think he's gonna cap it off, and he's gonna sit there and stare at <laughs> Roger Goodell's like, "Give me my fucking trophy." Re- remember when um, Michigan State won the Big Ten championship game, mm-hmm. and it was the um, the commissioner. No, it wasn't even the commissioner. It was the guy from uh, Ohio State, Archie Griffin. He handed the trophy to um, who was the quarterback at the time? Was it? Uh, it wasn't Cousins. It was a uh, Cook, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. He handed the trophy to Cook. Cook literally said, give me this trophy, and just he snubbed him, and he didn't shake his hand enough to just snub him, man. I don't know if he did it on purpose. I think he did it on purpose. I think he did, too. <laughs> That's going to be Tom Brady. <laughs> man, I just, no, nah, man, I want Tom Brady to take that trophy and just stare at him. Mm. Don't even say a word. Just don't stare him dead in his eye. <laughs> shake his hand and just stare at him. And then when, when Goodell tried to walk away, he pulls mm. him right back in and keeps staring, man. <laughs> To me, it's like this with Tom Brady. Everybody was talking about, oh, he cheated, he cheated. It's like, ain't everybody cheating in the NFL? You know, you do a little offsides, pass interference. <laughs> That's against the rules, so I don't see what the big issue is. Well, see, my thing is this. If I'm not mistaken, that that game was against the Colts. Is it the Colts or the, or the Ravens? I forgot which one. I think it was the Colts. But, okay. At halftime, I think the game was close, right? Mm-hmm. And... No, 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 no. The, the, the Patriots were winning at halftime, right? Mm-hmm. They realized that the balls were deflated. So the second half, the Patriots came out and they blew them out. They, I think they scored like 21, point, mm-hmm. 21, 28 points in that second half, and the, and the other team didn't score shit. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay. So let's just say that the balls were deflated, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. The second half, you know those balls were exactly where they needed to be, <laughs> and the Patriots still went out there and whooped your ass. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> so what, what? I mean, was it that much of an advantage? Uh, y'all just didn't. Y'all, y'all just didn't. You, know, you weren't good enough. This exactly. is just that simple. And then, then there was, I was hearing somebody saying that the referees examined the balls. So it ain't just Tom Brady fault that the balls were deflated. It's the referees' fault for not seeing that the balls were deflated. They have to check every ball and stuff now. Right. Somebody wasn't either. Somebody wasn't doing their job, or somebody was turning their head like. <laughs> I saw nothing. Right. But my whole my whole thing with this whole situation is the fact that like Roger Cadell was just like so like dead set on like suspending him for four games, man. And it's like, okay, you should spend Tom Brady for four games for deflating footballs, right? Mm-hmm. Ray Rice beats the shit out of his <laughs> wife in an elevator and you gave him one game. No, no. You and you saw the tape and you said, Hey, that's just one game worth. <laughs> Wait, no, 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 no. You saw the tape of him dragging his wife out of the elevator first. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, it couldn't have been that bad. We'll yeah, give him one game. game. But then you see the real tape and you be like, oh, it's a lifetime ban now. No, no, no. The world saw the tape and he said it's a lifetime ban. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Mm. The kicker from the Giants mm. did the same fucking thing. Wrote a book about it or wrote it in a book or whatever he did. One game suspension. One game. Again. So it's like, all right. As long as you ain't beating your wife, man. I mean, you know, you can beat the shit out of your wife, man, mm-hmm. but just don't deflate footballs, man, exactly. or smoke weed. If you smoke weed or deflate a football, man, mm-hmm. we're giving you a lifetime hey, ban and shit. You can't man. do that. No, right. That's just against the law. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I, think, I consider the Goodell thing to be like the O.J. Simpson thing. 
OJ Simpson got off for allegedly killing his wife, right? And everybody was all pissed off about it. He killed the shit out of that one. I don't know what you're talking about. You <laughs> seen the documentaries? They got coming out now that's saying that it was his son. Mm-hmm. And OJ knew it, and he tried to defend him because he knew he would get off. Yeah, there's a documentary coming out about that. I'll sh- I sh- I show it to you when it come out. OJ killed the shit out of that woman, man. Anyway. Anyway. So since he was found uh, innocent, the jury was like, I mean, the world was like, okay, we got to get on something. He goes, he gets his... <laughs> Memorabilia back from a guy who probably set him up, and they said, "Aha, we got you. <laughs> we didn't get you for what we wanted, but we you got you for murder. We got you for stealing." That's where Roger Goodell was at. He's like, "I couldn't get you on Spikey, which I don't understand. You saw the tapes; you destroyed the tapes. So how could you not get him on Spikey? I don't know. But since I get you on that, I got to get you on something." All right. Well. All right. I I, I mean, yeah, that's what that's what he did, but it's like. It's, it's a whole bunch of other shit you could have went after, like, I don't know, Ben Roethlisberger raping women in bathrooms yeah, and shit. Yeah, you know, twice, you know. <laughs> and then, let's not forget, it was either, either Ben or Aaron Rodgers said they let their balls over-deflated. So, if I can get you for under-deflated, I can get you for over-deflating the balls? Hmm. hmm. <laughs> this shit's rigged, man. <laughs> <laughs> shit is rigged. This shit is fucking rigged, man. That's my man. <laughs> But um, anything else you wanted to, on, on top of mind, man, you wanted to, wanted to chat about, man? Like, matter of fact, wait, where are you watching the Super Bowl this year, man? Actually, I'm watching over um, one of my cousin's houses. Um, I just um, found out about her. We've been cool ever since. Okay. A new family member I just found out. And uh, her and her husband went over to the house one time before. Great relationship with them. And they asked me to come over and watch the Super Bowl. So, so yeah, cool. Cool. Yeah, I'll be at, uh, you met my boy Dave at, uh, at yeah. Man. Yeah, I'll be uh, going over to his crib to watch the game, man. It's uh, we we used to go over to his crib or my boy Beans, who's been on the show. We used to go over to his crib and or my boy Jason's house and watch the Super Bowl and right. All Star Game and all that stuff, man. So you know, it'd be good to go back over there and hang out, man. You know, relive those old old times we was uh <laughs> in in our younger days. <laughs> <laughs> So it'd be good to be over there, man. You know, have a couple brews, you know. And, oh, uh, I know you're going to have some brews. Man. <laughs> uh, let me peel back the curtain a little bit, folks. Uh, that last episode that I did, I was drunk as shit the whole time. <laughs> really? Dude, I had a lot more drinks than I thought I did, man. I think you just got a little excited because you saw your girl. <laughs> <laughs> she smells so good, man. Did she? Yeah, man. <laughs> shit. Dude, it was funny. I went back and listened to the episode. <laughs> And literally, like I could tell right away, I was fucked up. Cause, cause I, when I introduced you, you was like, "Man, that was a great event, wasn't it?" I didn't hear none of that <laughs> shit. I just like I completely ignored what you just said. I just moved on. Like, yeah, that was a great event, wasn't it, Devin? All right, next we got Edward. I'm like, shit, that, that was rude as hell, man. God damn. <laughs> oh, it's all good, man. I ain't worried about that. I, I totally forgot about that. Now, now I am something now. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I actually did this one sober. So uh, shout out to the Pie Squad. I actually did a drunken episode, but I got another one coming out. Man. What so. up, dude, Pie Squad? Only thing is, I think the idea is that I can't be the only drunk one, though. So next time, <laughs> I'm going to do one where everybody's drunk. There you go. Yeah. But um, anything else you can think of real quick, man? You want to get off your mind real quick, man? You know? I mean, you, 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 we talked about the LeBron thing. I wanted to talk about that. Yeah, you know what? Real quick, before we get out of here, man, let's take that LeBron thing to another level. 
Did you hear about the situation with Charles Barkley? Oh, yes. LeBron James is a, is a bitch, man. Okay, wait a minute. So Charles Barkley didn't cross the line? For what? He basically called the mess off. What? He, he, he wrong for telling the truth? So LeBron was wrong for telling the truth? Okay, but see, here's the thing. What Charles Barkley was talking about was on the court. Mm-hmm. LeBron brought in a whole bunch of, you know, personal shit. But the problem is, he brought out personal shit with a motherfucker that don't give a fuck about his personal shit. <laughs> he really don't. Like he wrote, he wrote all that shit in his book. Mm-hmm. So like you know, Charles Barkley don't give a fuck. So it makes LeBron look like like he was butt hurt. Mm-hmm. One thing I noticed, man, is that when when people don't have a legitimate argument, they, they go personal. They go personal. Mm-hmm. LeBron didn't have a legitimate argument, man, because he's literally trying to build like another super team, like he's always done. Mm-hmm. And Charles called him out for it. Mm-hmm. And you know he was talking about oh Charles couldn't win a championship. Look at that ninety three uh, team. Okay, but that was a team he built from from the uh, he what? Well, you know <laughs> he knew he mean he, he went was, to. Well, he went to, but he was the star <laughs> of that team. Yeah, but that team was just fine. And then he came on the team. That that team should have won a championship. I don't know how it didn't. What Phoenix? Yeah, I picked on the beat Chicago that year. I mean, you got Charles Barkley, Kevin Johnson, Dan Marley. Big old Mark West. They had a team, man. Danny Ainge. Who did they beat in the, in the Western Conference Finals that year? Because I, no I was like, <laughs> I was in Portland? I was eight years old, so that's a, that's a while ago. <laughs> was it Portland? Was somebody. But Barkley was developing the three and stuff like that. And here he had Thunder Dan shooting threes. That team should have won. At least a championship. At least went to another one, at least. I was shocked. Then he tries to go form the old fogey team in Houston, him and Hakeem and Scottie Pippen. Yeah, but here's the thing. At that point, Charles Barkley was what, like late 30s at that point? LeBron was doing this shit at 26. Hey, did he do it? What? Did Charles Barkley do it? He he thought he was going to win a super he thought he was going to win a championship. Yeah, at the, at the end of his career, yeah. Yeah. And then he'll go and say, Oh, well, we were old and stuff. You weren't thinking that when you went to Houston. You ain't say, Oh, you know what? We too old to win a championship. Wait, dude, how many how many players do that at the end of their career though? A lot of them. Michael Jordan didn't. He didn't have to. <laughs> he had six of them. <laughs> but no, like fucking up Carl Malone, Gary Payton, uh, so you're talking about players who've never won, they try to go. Yeah, they win. try to get a championship at the end of their career. Mm-hmm. No, LeBron was like, I ain't got no championships. I'm going to go to another team with Dwayne Wade and uh, uh, Chris Bosh at, tw- at 26 years old. You wouldn't? I'm, I'm getting late <laughs> in my career. I'm 26, and I haven't won one yet. You wouldn't? No. Oh, my If I'm gosh. LeBron James, no. No. You see what happened when you try to win on yourself. What happened? He got swept by San Antonio. I mean, that was embarrassing. That finals was embarrassing. That might have been the worst ones I've ever seen. And I'm talking about when New Jersey Nets was in the finals getting swept. Okay, get better. <laughs> get better, man. Get better. Yeah, and what did, what did they do? They said, you know what, um, you know what, LeBron, we got somebody for you. Bring on Shaquille O'Neal. Stop it. Shaquille O'Neal at the end of his career. At the end of his career. He said, okay, I'm done. Man, that whole team broke up because Delonte West was fucking his mom. Yeah, that's him. Hey, I'm <laughs> hey. I'm proud of Charles Barkley for not bringing that up because he could have easily. He was like, "Do you really want to play this? <laughs> you really want to get personal?" This is what we call big bank take little bank. <laughs> oh yes, but I tell you, I was shocked that Shaq went personal too. Shaq was like, "Remember, uh, I don't know if you saw that, but Shaq was like, you don't know nothing about getting back to back, winning back to back championships.' I do. He said, "You don't know nothing about that." I was like, "Oh my." <laughs> <laughs>
you know, him and Shaq don't like each other anyway. LeBron? They, yeah, LeBron. No, Shaq and um, um, Barkley. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They had their fights back in the day and stuff. And then, yeah, yeah, Charles Barkley, like, body slammed that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> The ball hit right in the edge. <laughs> up there. I don't think they like each other, man. All right, man. Let's go ahead and wrap this up, man. Uh, why don't you go, go ahead and throw your social medias out there to the people, man? You know, last time I threw the social media out, it was so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we, I, I corrected it, man. I, I tagged you in it. Oh, okay. Bad, bad, bad. Uh, you know, you catch me on Facebook, Steve Johnson. Um, Twitter, we go by one Superman 1996. And no, that was, that's on Instagram. I'm sorry, Instagram is one Superman 1996. Uh, Twitter is the Superman 1996. Okay. And uh, make sure you check me out at Devin the Six Three on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, damn it, I just changed it on Instagram. Too. <laughs> I know you're like, damn, I just changed. What am I doing? Wait, Instagram is all underscore steak underscore no underscore. So I'm gonna change that shit. So uh, just just look up all state notes on Instagram. I'll pop up. I'm gonna change that shit because it's it's like way too much to say. But uh, check me out on Twitter and Instagram. You can check out the Facebook page. Just type in all state no sizzle in your search bar. It'll pop right up. Oh, so I forgot to tell everybody. I got an announcement. Mm. You can get now- married. Just <laughs> 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 look on his face. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, me and my girl, we, we uh, have a series of six-month contracts, okay. and uh, we, we're renewing that, that new, getting a new contract in a couple of days, so yeah. Oh, okay. We're going by six month contracts, man. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I'm like the one of those players that come up in the NBA for ten day contracts, man. We just doing it that way, man. We going year by year or six months by six months. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> uh, shout out to you, baby. But um, damn, I forgot what I was saying. Shit. <laughs> well, while you think about it, shout out to all my people who be listening to the podcast. NBOD, Dre, Shrop, you know who you is, and my man who always talking about he got one wins. He don't get do nothing. I got one wins. You know who you are. I ain't gonna say your name. You know who you are. <laughs> Wait, I like those nicknames. I got shout out little Nook Nook. <laughs> what up, though? The Viper, <laughs> Ryan John, <laughs> Trey. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's the that was the announcements. You can now check out All Steak No Sizzle on Stitcher and Google Play. And I've submitted the podcast to iTunes and I'm waiting to hear back from them. So um and you can still listen to the show on SoundCloud as well, but you you get, I'm opening up the market now. Uh oh. I'm like Jay Z open the market up. Smartened up, open the market up. So now we're on Stitcher and Google Play, and iTunes should be coming really, really soon. So make sure you like, subscribe, rate the show, leave your comments. Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Make sure Patriots. you uh, let us know. <laughs> I was probably punching pie when I got here, and I ain't getting no punching pie. I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Thank you all for listening to the show, man. Thank you, CF, once again for being on the show, man. I appreciate it, brother. Absolutely, my brother. Thank you for having me here. And uh, make sure y'all listen, like, subscribe, rate rate the show, uh, leave your comments. If you want, oh, yes, if you want to send me an email, hit me up at asnspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you all for listening, and I'll check you out next time. Shazam!